Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 1st, but happy Halloween anyway. Uh, we are we started the show at uh, I think I think the technical time. If you were watching on YouTube, it was probably 11 59 p.m. on Halloween. It is definitely Monday if you're listening in the stream. But if you want to see this show early, if you want to hang out with us after the football ends, if you want to talk football in the chat with us. For and guess what Breach and I are for Halloween, and then Ryan Wilson will join us shortly when he's done with his HQ duties. Uh, if you want all those things every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night after the primetime games, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pick six. Turn on your alerts. Like the video. We are going to give away a yeah, get, uh, give us your best guesses for who we are. Um, my I, Breach is Breach is a clearly defined person. I think I'm trying to be one, but I don't really. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that'll help. Um, and uh, you can also leave guesses as to who Ryan Wilson is in the YouTube chat. Plus, if you have any winners or losers from week eight, we'll use those later in the show. Hit the like button. I am told if we get 200 likes on this video, and presumably more people will roll in, we'll get more likes, et cetera, et cetera. Keep, you know, remind people in the chat to smash the like button. We will give away a Pick 6 podcast t-shirt. That's right. You can rep us, the pod. In the color of your choice, green, gray, navy, super soft, super comfortable. And uh, as I mentioned, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, primetime recaps. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1 p.m., Tuesdays, mock draft show. Thursdays, the uh, pick show with me, Pete Briscoe, and R.J. White. Uh, we also have a Tuesday trade deadline show at 3.30 p.m., that will be live as well. So again, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you're a loyal podcast listener, you have YouTube. Go hit the subscribe button. It helps us. Clearly, we're pushing it. If you haven't figured that out, so let's uh, let's uh, recap week eight. What do you say, Breach? Let's do it. I'm ready, Brinson. I mean, I'm super excited to talk about football and not watch the Braves get blown out. Well, I would hope so because that would be weird if you weren't. I mean, I'm, I'm, are I'm, you a fan in disguise? Cause you want, don't want anybody to know you're a Braves fan. Is that your costume? <laughs> Cause they're down three to two now. They're, they're up three to two. No, oh, they're up three. To two. Oh! Uh, I am no, uh, any, do we have any remotely close guesses to what we are? Probably not. Mine's not really. Don't, don't say it. We'll, we'll reveal at the end of the podcast. Cause you know, it's still Halloween for no, an hour I have, yeah, yeah, maybe in the central time zone while we're recording this. And, and all the times is he's, I might have to turn the I'm going to bask in my house. <laughs> you know, gambler? I mean, that would work. That would work. That's yeah. a great guess. Yeah. Hops, I, hops growlers. I really had like a couple different vibes I was going for. They didn't work. I'll just maybe go to something more specific. Anyway, Vikings, Cowboys, Cooper Rush, 
Filling in for Dak Prescott, who's inactive with a calf injury. Cooper Rush goes 24-40, 325 yards, two touchdowns and a pick as the Cowboys defeat the Minnesota Vikings 20-16 on Sunday Night Football. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense were anemic. Pathetic. I mean, really bad and embarrassing in terms of their production and their their game plan. You know, they had Adam Thielen uh, you know, on some deeper throws at various points in the game, but by and large, it was like, I mean, look, if if there's a game where CJ Ham has more catches than Justin Jefferson, we're doing something wrong. Breach. Yeah, you. Uh, the Vikings did something wrong, and uh, for Halloween, I think Mike Zimmer dressed up as a bad coach. Uh, because that's what he was in this game. This whole thing, if you're a Vikings fan associated with the Minnesota Vikings, this was a humiliating loss. I mean, you had, uh, you know, Minnesota went out, they scored a touchdown on their opening possession. They looked like they were going to run the Cowboys out of the stadium. And then they did absolutely nothing the rest of the game. And to see, uh, you know, the Cowboys pass rush looked really good to their credit, but it just felt like Cousins was afraid of taking downfield shots which was surprising because he connected on one again on that first drive where they actually scored a touchdown um but after that it's just the vikings offense was absolutely non-existent and just watching this game it really felt like the cowboys dominated it but they couldn't uh, get ahead every time it looked like they were about to take over something crazy happened like cooper rush with first half interception cowboys missed a field goal in the first half uh he got jacked up in the second half when they were driving and he fumbled it and lost it. But you know, you didn't have those things. You weren't saying, gosh, the Vikings blew this. This was the Cowboys went in there with a backup quarterback and just laid a butt kicking on the Vikings. Even though the score says 20 to 16, the um, in, in DFS on the showdown slate, I, I had a, uh, I had an entry that did. It did. Okay. I think it finished in like the top 200, but it didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't go huge, but the guy who the people who won it, basically went four Cowboys, two Vikings. In other words, the Cowboys drastically outperformed their expectations and the Vikings drastically underperformed their expectations. I mean, Justin Jefferson, yeah, I mean, everyone knows that he has been due for a massive game. Uh, his air yards are there. He's had some very close misses with Kirk Cousins, and he finishes with four targets, two catches, and 21 yards. I mean, Tyler Conklin had seven targets. K.J. Osborne had three. I get that Trayvon Diggs is on it, but like, Justin Jefferson has to be more involved in this game plan. Figure out a way to do it. They were throwing all these little running back screens and running back passes short behind the line of scrimmage. Like it was not what you wanted to see out of the Vikings offense. And the Cowboys are now six and one and the Vikings are three and four. Did I get that right? Or are they three and five? They're three and four. Yeah. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah. They're three and four. The Cowboys are six and one. They did update it. NFL uh, media. Good job. Um, this feels like a loss and a half if you're the Vikings. You get you get gifted no Dak Prescott at home on Sunday night against the Cowboys defense that's played really well, but is you know exploitable in in certain areas. And Dalvin Cook finishes with eighteen carries, seventy eight yards. Just not a you know not a great game by any stretch of the imagination. Kirk Cousins was under siege the entire time, and your best play, your best playmakers just basically weren't involved. And the decision making down the stretch was just absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the final, uh, say, three minutes of the fourth quarter, and first of all, start with Mike Zimmer calling two timeouts in a row. What in the name of Halloween was he thinking? Because, first of all, you're not allowed to call two timeouts in a row. This is also on the officials hearing uh, 
who's the who's the rules analyst for NBC? Terry uh, McCauley. Terry McCauley. And hearing him saying that the official was supposed so Mike Zimmer calls the timeout with 104 left in the game. Uh the, the Vikings are on defense, Cowboys are on offense, obviously. Da 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 da. Everybody's getting ready for the play. Zimmer decides he wants another timeout, so he calls a second timeout, which is illegal. However, officials are supposed to ignore the second timeout. They're not even supposed to acknowledge the coach. The penalty is only there in case some official is accidentally, uh, I guess, doesn't remember the first timeout was called. So Zimmer gets granted the second timeout, and you only get penalized if you get granted the second timeout. So they that was a key spot because it was going to be third and 16 uh, on that play coming out of that first timeout. But instead, the Vikings got penalized five yards. So now it's third and 11. And then you have the crazy pass to Ezekiel Elliott that the actual throw itself wasn't crazy. He should have been stopped five yards short of the first down. But three different Vikings players missed the tackle, and he converts a third and 11. If they tackle him for a, a five- or six-yard gain, the Cowboys are kicking a field goal there, like not even thinking twice about it. That is an automatic field goal situation for Mike McCarthy uh, to tie the game. And then they didn't. So Elliott got the first down and then Amari Cooper, the Cooper to Cooper, the first time in NFL history. I believe that has happened according to everyone on Twitter. And so you had so the quarterback with the same first name as his receiver had a last name. That's the first time that's ever happened. First time it's ever happened on a game winning touchdown. Oh, a game winning touchdown. Okay. All right. That's uh that's interesting. So I guess it couldn't, I mean, no, no, no. Here it is from NFL Research. The Cooper rush to Amari oh. Cooper TD is the first in NFL history where the passer's first name and the receiver's last name are an exact match. The Cowboys ha also have the only pass D where the passer's last name and receiver's first name were an exact match, and that happened with Andy Dalton and Dalton Schultz. So yeah. the Cowboys can claim the family. Cowboys twice, huh? So anyway, Zimmer's, I don't even know what to call it, but his dumb two-timeout scenario situation it led to the downfall of the Vikings here. I mean, I can't, I've never seen a coach melt down like that by blatantly disregarding the rules. You know, obviously he doesn't want to. It's like the time Minnesota uh, skipped their, didn't turn their draft pick on, in on time. And they, you know, they, they skipped their pick. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a rookie, rookie mistake that can't happen in a situation where you were trying to, you're trying to get to four and three. Like if you, again, but you it's a rookie you, mistake by a guy who's been coaching the NFL since 1994. But 1994. Can, but yeah. And he's been a head coach. He's the, I think he's, he's one of six head coaches who have been uh, tenured since uh, 2013, I think. Right. Where it's like, like you know, everyone else, 2017. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, like he's one of the longest tenured head coaches. He's been doing this for a long time. He needs, he needs to be good at that kind of game management. And it's the sort of thing where, you know, if you're, you know, you're, you're three and three, you're trying to, you are the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. You get no Dak Prescott at home in prime time and you need to go four and three. You get, you get to four and three and you feel like you're in a really good spot to try, especially with the Panthers being the Falcons. Like you feel like you're in a good spot to make this playoff push as we sort of roll in November. And now you lose to Cooper Rush in his first career start. That is a really bad loss. Horrible loss. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you look at their schedule after playing the Cowboys, they have the Ravens, then the Chargers, then the Packers. So you're talking about when you look at who they have coming up, this was a game they had to get because now instead of being four and three, you think, hey, if we can just steal one of those next three games against the Ravens, Chargers, Packers at four and three, that takes you to five and five at three and four. If you go one and two, 
you're four and six and you're not in a good spot. So, I, I mean, this, that, that was just a devastating loss for Minnesota. It's, I can't, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really bad loss. Um, for the Cowboys, man, I'll tell you what, uh, Mike McCarthy, I know we like to give him grief for multiple things, whether it's the, uh, the, the, uh, Austin Powers jokes on hard knocks or the, you know, the weekend at PFF, the weekend camp out there. But the reality is this Cowboys offense is cooking. I mean, 20 points is not, you know, mind blowing stuff, but they were moving the ball all night. Cooper Rush had a huge, and they were doing it with a backup quarterback, obviously. I mean, they had 419 yards to the, to the Vikings, 278, seven of 14 on third down. Uh, didn't even get, a, they didn't have to, I guess they didn't attempt a fourth down. Uh, one of two in the red zone. And Rush had 23 first downs of 17. They, you know, they ran for 3.3, which was, you know, they weren't running the ball that well, but he was, he averaged 7.8 yards per attempt. I mean, this was a really impressive game from Cooper Rush. And to, like, that was the knock on Mike McCarthy last year was, you know, the, the offensive line obviously got hurt, but he was playing with backup quarterbacks and losing football games, and people were killing him. It's like, oh, like, you can't win without, you know, if Dak's not here, you're just going to be terrible. Is that what it is? But this, hey, Ryan Wilson's here. Um, this Cooper Rush team looked good. I mean, he was slinging the ball, man. And said, by the way, Cedric Wilson, he can be a quarterback too. Wilson, speaking of Wilsons, what's up? Yeah, apparently Cedric Wilson played uh, high school quarterback. Hey, Breach. And his dad, he played for the Steelers back in the day in 49 before that, I believe, was a high school quarterback as well. And he, I remember him back in the day having some similar type throws, but not with the arm strength that uh, Junior showed off. And then Junior scored that touchdown reception on the first drive of the second half. I don't know if you talked about that either. But just, uh, I don't know what you guys have said because I just hopped in here. And a wholly embarrassing performance by the Vikings. Disastrous. Disastrous. Uh, we, we've been piling on the Vikings. Yeah. We were talking about, oh, I like your outfit, Bridget. So that, you look good. I saw your picture with with Annabelle. Do you think am I am I am I currently? Oh, are you Tom Selleck? Yeah, thank you. Wow, nice, nice. crushed it. Yeah, thank you, Wilson. All, All right, right. you might guess that in the uh, comment section. I had these sunglasses on, but they were fogging up, and I was like sweating. I had to turn on my AC. Yeah, that's actually a pretty. I, I noticed the shirt, but it didn't register that that is not your normal attire. Yeah, I know, right? This, I mean, like, I yeah, I, I didn't have time to shave into a mustache, and I got a couple. Yeah, if you'd done a mustache, that'd have been a layup. But yeah, a mustache would have been obvious. But then I would have this like extremely pale. Probably fat layer of us. Uh, I don't skin. know. If people I mean, know Tom Selleck. Like that's mid early eighties. I don't know. Right. And also the other thing about the Tom Selleck outfit or Magnum PI outfit is that, uh, you know, it helps to be. You need to see the full body shot because you got to have those shorts. On the, the nut hugger shorts. Are you wearing those? No, I'm I'm wearing pants for sure. Oh, because we were out trick or treating earlier. The khaki. You have to wear the khaki shorts that just go just below the. Yeah, we we're out trick or treating. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, I was going to say uh, last week. Uh, my, I was doing this. I think we. I, ta I talked you guys into it. Oh, the Vikings are definitely making the playoffs. There's no way they're not making the playoffs. All these other teams in the NFC stink. So here's the conversation we just had uh, here in, in Connecticut. And just quickly, let me move on from it. Pick three for the final two spots. Saints, Seattle, Minnesota. I think more than – I think you can have a few can more Can I pick teams Carolina? In, I think Carolina no, can you, be involved. They're not, just you got to pick my three. You can pick your own three. You can do your um, own game. Well, Saints definitely won. I mean, they beat the Bucs today. Yeah, people are like, oh, they don't have Jameis. Trevor Simeon's the same person. It doesn't matter. Taysom Hill's going to play when he gets healthy. Anyway. And, and we'll Sean Watson, when the Saints shock everyone and trade for him. Oh, yeah. Rivers. Philip Rivers. Ooh, Brinson. They finished, they I tweeted about it earlier. They fin Rivers uh, high school team finished his season on Friday. So he's done coaching, and they didn't make the the, uh, the 4A playoffs in Alabama. Would you rather have uh, Philip Rivers or Drew Brees if you're Sean Payton? Um, Drew, Drew Brees said tonight he's not going to. He's not coming back, and he said it in like a 
<laughs> I would if I could, but Sean won't have me way. Uh, Carolina's a seven seed right now, so I think you have to include them at four and four. My three teams. Pick two. San Fran. Minnesota, New Orleans, and who? Seattle, because Russ is coming back, and they won today. Um, New Orleans, for sure, at five and two. I mean, that's a huge leg up. I feel, yeah, uh, why are we not even talking? You're right. It should be. It really should just be three te- two teams or three teams for the, the seventh spot, I think. Um, but I guess the quarterback got hurt. I, just use Ryan's options because I want to answer too. I mean, I would probably say Minnesota, but I mean, I wouldn't feel Ugh, Get out of here. All right, Breach, what do you got? I'm going to go Seattle. Yeah, I think Minnesota can't beat Cooper Rush at home in Minnesota. Playing the, I mean, they played terribly. If you came from <sighs> another planet, oh, he's watching football. Uh, Braves lost. Yeah, if you were if you were watching from another planet and just saw this game, you would be convinced that Kirk Cousins started playing football yesterday. Or you'd be Rush- convinced that Cooper Rush was the best NFL player on right. the planet. Exactly. That would be funny if you drop somebody in there. It's like, hey, so, what do you think? Is this Cooper Rush guy like a top 10 quarterback? Or like, what's his deal? It's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, should we then just go straight to the Saints game? Since we're well, talking I'll just say game? real quick, because yeah. we didn't really t- touch on the Cowboys, that I don't think, I think the biggest takeaway for the Cowboys here is their defense, which we've said is really good, that this team is stacked. They won with Cooper Rush. And, they, you know, yeah. like nothing against Cooper Rush. But if Dak Prescott's the quarterback, they probably win this game 38 to 10. Like that's no, no, they win this game 38 to 35 because that's how the Vikings play. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I actually think, uh, like, I had the over in our best bets picks. I mean, I assume that people would understand that, I, that, that, you know, if Dak Prescott's out, don't take the over, right? I feel safe, right? Like, if you, like, if, if you're one of your best bets was the Cowboys minus one and a half at Minnesota, would you claim it now? Like, or, or you know, would you? I mean, I guess you probably would if you, if you yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're yeah, celebrating like it's not tomorrow. Well, I'm just saying that, like, it's not a bet you would make if if you knew that Dak was out. Like you would want to get the four and a half. At any rate, um, yeah, Cowboys are Cowboys are running away with that division. Yeah, look at their schedule. Here's the thing that I, I just said. I mean, Philly's the closest team at three and five. They're six and one. But let me tell you this. When you look at the rest of their schedule, they have maybe two and a half tough games. They're in the running for the number one seed. Of course. They're good. And then when they if you have to come through Dallas, you know, anything can happen. A healthy Dak and I love the Amari Cooper trick where you act like your legs hurt and they come out there and make a huge catch. We're going to get to the Saints and Bucks, and so we'll stay in the NFC. But now, to- if you're the Cowboys and you have a three game lead, we can get to. We're going to get to the Bucks. I'm going to stop talking about the Cowboys. But would you? If Dak is not 100, percent would you consider oh. letting him sit one more game? Captain, sit Absolutely. down, John. Absolutely. No way. If you have a chance to get the number one seed. No, no, he's, I mean, he's doing it this coming week. I'm talking about against the Broncos. You have to. Oh yeah, no, no, whatever no. you do, you have to make. You have to get Dak as healthy as humanly possible. That's not breach meant week 18. No, I mean week week nine. Yeah. It, it, right. right now, going into next week, if they're like, eh, we don't know how we feel. You, they you get, they can win. Cooper Rush can win their next two games if they. Need he can play. win their next three games, given the way the Chiefs play. Sure. Yeah. But no, absolutely. You said them next week, breach. I thought you meant at the yeah, end. Their of the schedule. Season. Their schedule is cake. Um, I do wonder. Like, does this? Does this win, um, could it potentially derail any Dak hope for an MVP? Just because no. you, you miss a game, that's, just, that's a bunch of numbers or stat, you know, stats when you're looking up the resumes versus various guys. And, and also the fact that people will point out, well, the Cowboys can win with anyone with anyone because they're loaded. No. And so like maybe it's just Dak just slides into comeback player of the year and is sort of pushed out of the MVP. Now, look, if the Cowboys get the one seed and, and they play incredible football a year, to use your own words against you, people get fatigued, so no Aaron Rodgers. Yep. We're all worried about Kyler staying healthy. Kyler's dealing with an injury, too. Jay Josh Allen didn't play well. Even I'm right. I'm right lost today. So Mahomes, Mahomes is heading to play. Maybe well. sitting's the best thing that Dak could have done. 
Maybe so. All right, let's move on to that loss that Tom Brady took that you mentioned. Saints 36, Bucks 27. The big story out of this, of course, that Jameis Winston tore his ACL and will be done for the year, which means Trevor Simeon, a Nick Underhill of uh, uh, NOLA football. football. Is it New Orleans football or NOLA football? One of those. We should look and get it right because he's on his own working hard. He's on his own. He does, he does awesome work. Great work. Um, sorry. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, listeners. Just want to make sure we get it right. New Orleans.football. NewOrleans.football.com. If you if you're a if you're a Saints fan or a fan of good football writing, go check it out. Nick does great work there. He's he and he and he 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 scoops a lot of stuff working solo, which is really impressive. Um, he he reported that uh, Taysom Hill likely close to coming back. So I think that gives the Saints a little bit of wiggle room just in terms of being able to push. Like you're not you're not in full blown panic mode where you go out and trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, tomorrow morning or Tuesday morning, which I don't think they'll do. No, no. Okay. I just think, I mean, if it's three first round picks and all the other stuff that they're talking about. Yeah. They don't have the, yeah, they don't have the draft capital, but I mean, I they're now, huge, well, I mean, they're now a huge drop off. What? Is Trevor Simeon a huge drop? off. We're talking, it's not like they lost Drew Brees really eight off. years ago. It was really big drop off. I didn't okay. see the numbers. Go ahead. I mean, they are a half a game back of the bucks. Like this is, I mean, they are, you know, I am now. My butt is my 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 cheeks are a little clenched here on this on this division bet that I thought I was cruising on. I still think division bets a layup, but what was the Saints over under coming into the year? Do you know that off the top of your head? It got down to nine, I believe. Maybe eight and a half after Breeze retired, but I'm not entirely. If you took sure. the under, that might be problematic. If you took the under, you're screwed. I mean, this is a, this is a team that's looks. The AFC is a, is kind of wild in terms of how those playoffs are going to shake out. The NFC looks like we're solid. As you point out, Wilson, five solid teams up top and then two wildcard spots. And it's sort of like probably not going to be great teams, but the Saints are in a different class than everybody else. So they they look like they're in pretty good shape. Um, you know, I was going to say quickly, I was we were dunking all over you last week with the 49ers. They're still in it. I mean, the yeah. Vikings don't want any any teams in it. Yep, for sure. The uh, Anyway, the Saints beat Tom Brady. They got up big on him. It was 23. I was actually trick-or-treating during the second half of this game. Um mm. You were, or you took your kid? Well, I mean, <laughs> let me clarify here. Halloween dunk. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely telling Robbie, which because Robbie really only likes Reese's cups and uh, M and M's. So we got up there, and there wasn't there wasn't some of those options. Yeah, is that one of those uh, green ones? Reese's yeah, the Black? green. The one. I don't know why they started doing that. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be minty. So I bit into yeah. it, expecting mint, and got it, no mint. It's just colored green because there's a green layer of chocolate on the yeah. bottom, Ryan. Well, here's the thing for both of you guys. You can't come to my house because my 14-year-old has a severe peanut allergy. So you dum-dums would kill him if you came with those Reese's peanut Well, no, I would just scrape out the peanut butter and then and then he could have the chocolate and the By green By the way, butter. I love Reese's peanut butter cups and even... So he God could, cursed you to have a peanut allergy. No, no, kid. we just, we just, when he was like a year and a half, the first time he was, we figured out he could eat peanut butter. I was like, yeah, well, I'll just put it up where he can't reach it. Cause I, I'm not, not eating peanut butter. Cause you might die. So we got to work <laughs> this out. Anyway, yeah. What's your number one? What's the, uh, uh we're asking the chat, the what's your, what's the goat Halloween candy? What's your number one Halloween candy? OG peanut butter cups. Like I can, the, the Reese's like the Reese's pieces, like that came out around ET, I believe I, I, they're okay, but Reese's I mean, these are great. Don't, don't, not, not okay. I don't hate them, but the peanut butter cups are the OG. I can eat 20 of those in one sitting, um, throw, throw up and keep eating. Do you know what, do you know what they have now? What? They have Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces inside them. Yeah, oh, I have seen those. You don't I have one tonight. I also have Robbie. 
I was like, Robbie, you should. I, I had to take five tonight too. I was like, oh, take five. Take five is a good one. Uh, I'll. Um, I'm very partial to Butterfinger. Heath Bar is also awesome. You know what I like that most people don't like or just don't eat a lot? Mr. Good Bar. Yeah. Like people hate and give me funny looks when I say I like them is like mounds and almond joy. I like coconuts. Oh, I love almond joy. I love an almond joy or mounds. And you can like, if you like mounds or almond joy, there is a stress-free like acquisition. Because they're like, you can go up to a, a candy table or a candy bowl that's been, oh, you know, like, pick like, through. like you show up late in the process and you and you get there, it's just all mounds and all enjoy. And you're like, thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. got a bunch of uh, full size candy bars in the neighborhood uh, tonight. Robbie, you, that was surprising. Nice humble brag. You live in a fancy neighborhood. I feel like the Saints are the almond joy of the NFL. Just it's a delicious and no one's appreciating it. Maybe so. Mm -hmm. Maybe so. Good, good, good way to did DM you and say, bring it back. Um, Rain Brinton in right now. Yeah, so anyway, Jamie Sears is ACL. Uh, do you want to talk about the games or the quarterback options first? Because I do think they're I, why are we concerned about Trevor Simeon? Is what are you talking about? They're Trevor Simeon is 75% of Jameis. Taysom Hill's coming back. They are not satisfied with Trevor Simeon. I Jameis. like Brinson's Philip Rivers thing. I think that might be New Orleans' best option here. Why not call Philip Rivers and see if he wants to play? Why don't you call Philip uh, Peyton Manning? Why Rivers, Rivers is because Peyton is, Manning has a pinched nervous neck and can't play football anymore, Ryan. Rivers is a Drew Brees said he's not coming back. Rivers is less than three hours drive from New Orleans, from where his high school, the high school he's coaching in Alabama. In Alabama, I don't think that matter. I mean, he can, he knows how to get on an airplane. Uh, he's well, probably already there for family purposes. Like if you know, you know oh, he already had a bye week. But like if his family he's got fifteen kids, Ryan, you got to take that into account. Yeah, yeah that's right. exactly. You can't just dip out on Christmas and tell the family you're not going to be there. Well, and it's not like yes, exactly, Breach. He's not moving back to California. Like sorry guys, back to California. Um, you know, the family could come and then they could, you know, you, you blow them up in your sprinter van and take them back to see the grandparents over the weekend or whatever. Um, but the Rivers had told Sam Farmer before the season began that he was working out, you know, getting ready, was, you know, not completely in shape, but was going to get that way. So that way, once, once, and he told Chris Mortensen of ESPN this too, once the season ended, his college, his coaching, high school coaching season, if there was a team that needed him and was a good fit, and it could work for the two sides. He would be interested in coming back. And frankly, the Saints are the absolute perfect fit. Great offensive line, good running game. One of the best pass catching running backs, like in terms of like swing passes. And Rivers is probably the best swing pass thrower in the history of football, no, professional no. football. No, he, he is. He, like that's all you remember is the little dump off side arm like a weirdo. Also, Michael Thomas. Whatever. Like, that's his signature throw. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Is throw, really, like, his signature throw is a screen pass. Think about that for a second. I mean, he throws it deep. I'm just saying, like he, he throws those swing passes. Better look, Alvin Kamara and Philip Rivers would would do damage. Is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, so let's. Say, how much better if Jameis is one and Trevor Simeon is 0.75? Jameis, what is Philip Rivers? One point five. All right, I'm not. I can't. I'm not what about trading that. for Andy Dalton? That's a point three. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton, you could sign, but uh, you, what? What? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see that. Jason Hill is better than Cam Newton. What about um, trading the Bills for Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, I don't hate that. That's a good idea, actually. But again, accuracy is a concern, and you want to be accurate in this offense. Like Jameis didn't throw a bunch, and maybe I mean, if you want to trade for Mr. Biscuit, just have him hand the ball off or run. I guess you could do that, sort of a, a Taysom Hill type offense. But again, you have Taysom Hill, assuming he's healthy. Like, I, I, what did Taysom Hill concussion? Or he got hurt. I don't remember what happened, to Taysom. Uh, he got drilled. It was a concussion, right? I think so. Okay. And like I said, Michael Thomas is coming back at some point, you would like to think. So that could also help whoever's under center. They need someone. 
I mean, Sean Payne has you... Payne has talked up Taysom Hill for so long that it would right. be interesting to see him start a few games before uh, you just go out and get another quarterback. Because how's Taysom going to feel that hey, you signed me that kind of big extension, and now you <laughs> are not letting me take a step at quarterback at all, even though you said I could. And so that could make things a little awkward. But let me ask you this also: the reality is that the Saints ain't winning the Super Bowl. You're not winning I, the division. I don't think they just beat the Super Bowl champs, Ryan. I don't they're not winning the division either. So you're sort of saying, do I want to give up? Well, draft? I, no, I, I'm. A, I mean, the the likelihood is that they won't win the Super Bowl. And they won't win the division, but they are five and two, and they have a really good defense. They have a great offensive line, a good running game. They're about to get their best receiver back. We think. If I'm Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, I am absolutely looking to find somebody to come in and bolster the quarterback position in New Orleans. All right. I'm not as I'm sending out feelers definitely to see what I can do. Cause you only have 48 hours. That's the other thing. It's either you find someone to trade for, or it's Phillip rivers or you stick with the guys on your roster. Well, you can sign Phillip right. Rivers. the trade. You have 48 hours, right? You can sign Phillip rivers in 30 weeks. Well, right, right. I'm saying that if yeah. they don't make a move in 48 hours, then it's either Phillip rivers or sticking with someone on the roster. Or you're thinking maybe they trade, uh, Trevor Simeon to the high school football team for Phillip rivers. They got to do that. For November <laughs> 2nd. I mean, God, would Dallas give up Cooper rush now? No, they give it. Will Greer. i tell you that. You want Will Greer? Dallas might be Dallas. Yeah. Dallas can't trade their backup quarterback with their starting quarterback still injured. Okay, I, I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying. If you're Dallas, you could probably get some something decent for him. Well, they uh, might Saints need him next plus week. Two sixty to win the division at William or yeah, Caesar's. Uh, excuse me, that's not a terrible bet. I still it think is. the Bucks will win, but it's a terrible bet. They're not winning the division. I, they, you, Brian, have you at the Saints schedule? Tell I'm me. just going to throw out a few games. They still play the the Falcons twice, the Jets, the Panthers. Wait a second. Yeah, I know you just didn't say the Jets. I know that word didn't leave your lips. And this is the Saints playing them. Oh! Who's after the Jets? Uh, this, the Saints play the Falcons twice, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Panthers. That's five games right there. They're very, imagine the Buccaneers play a very similar schedule, right? Very, very winnable. Would the Dolphins trade Tua? Yeah. What for what? Second round pick? I wouldn't want Tua. Or tra- Jacoby Brissett? No. Is he better than Trevor Simeon? The Bears could trade Nick Foles. Good call, Buffalo Radar, Kristen Chat. You know what's funny but, is that, hey, if you're in chat, by the way, hit the like button. Mash that puppy. We're trying to get these up so we can give away a t-shirt. T-shirt. Commenter Victor Garcia says the Saints should trade for the GOAT Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think the only issue there is that he's not completely healthy yet, and you don't want to pull up a trade for a quarterback who's already injured. Uh, obviously, he's come back from that hip thing in Washington and is not fully back yet. If we get to 150 likes... I will put on a stupid costume. I'll change costumes and look even stupider. I don't really look stupid now. I kind of look normal, but um, I will put on a stupid costume. I have several stupid costumes up here. And if we get to uh, 200, if you get to 200, we'll give away a t-shirt. If we get to 250, I'll put on a really stupid costume. I can only imagine what that's going to be. I think it's really stupid. Anyway, so hit that like button on YouTube right now. Is um, it your uh, breach mask? Oh, uh, I was going to say he was going. Oh! He's going as himself from two weeks ago, trying to make against the spread picks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look at I, I, someone screenshot this and tweet this out. A stupid outfit. Vincent will put on a stupid outfit. It's uh, for the Buccaneers here. I feel like we didn't learn anything. They just can't beat the Saints in the regular season. Brady's zero right. three. They just match up. Saints just match up well with Tampa Bay, and that's it. Like I'm not worried about Tampa unless it's January, right? Unless it's in the regular season. 
the Saints match up well with Tampa. Because I don't think any one of us, well, Britson might. Britson 100% will if Phillip Rivers is the, the, is the quarterback. In, hey, all in, of a sudden, I'm like, screw these Tampa bats. Let's go, right. Saints. <laughs> I'm not I'm not betting against Tom Brady in January or February. Just I've learned that lesson too many times. <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean, look, the, the NFC's loaded. I don't think the Saints will advance through it, but the Saints did just beat the Bucs. They beat him oh, twice cute. last year. Uh, the Saints, the Bucks beat him in the regular, in the playoffs. Um, if they had, if they could upgrade at quarterback, I think that they would be certainly a formidable contender. And all of a sudden, you really just have one spot left in the in the NFC in terms of the playoff. Here's the thing: I don't want to harp on this because it's not a huge deal. But I, here, you throw the ball 25 times a game with Jameis or Trevor. You're going to bring Phil Rivers. Now suddenly, you have to throw the ball 35 times a game. I mean, you're not going to go away from your game plan. So I, I don't know if it makes sense. But again. If it happens, I, I guess we'll off. All right, let's uh, let's. We didn't really talk about the game. Um, Brady uh, Brady had a fumble and two interceptions, sort of uncharacteristic stuff. He they one of those interceptions was a pick six that at the end there, yeah, iced yep. the win. It probably saved Saints. my fantasy season because I had the Saints going. Uh, nothing anybody cares, but the. I thought the Saint the Saints got up the, the Bucks came out and got up seven nothing. It was like, oh man, this might get ugly. Like he hit Chris Godwin for that touchdown, and Godwin fought through some tackles and, and fell into the end zone. All of a sudden, it's like, man, it, like if, if Trevor, you know, James Winston or Trevor wasn't Trevor Simeon at the time. If James Winston has to be chunking it around like this. It's gonna get ugly. And they they got. I didn't actually didn't see the second touchdown. We were we were leaving the house and like walking around. You know, just sort of, yeah. Have to be a father. Have to be a parent. Um, Family member. I left my parent, my family on, on Halloween to come to work, but okay. Well, that's because you you don't care about your kids. Uh, and then <laughs> Alvin Kamara, uh, then Alvin Kamara plunged in for a one yard touchdown run to make it, I believe, twenty three to seven. Felt like the Saints were maybe running away with it and putting Brady down, and then all of a sudden it's bombs away to Mike Evans. Uh, then there was somebody else who, you know, hold on a second because this goes into that thinking. So if you if you're you're not a good parent either, so you're probably watching. But go ahead. So it was 23 to seven. All right. And we're talking and the Buccaneers have not done anything since their opening drive. They score a touchdown with, I think, uh, looks like do 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 with five minutes, five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. You're down 23 to seven. I thought they should have gone for two. And, and these points all added up at the end because that would have made it 23, 15. Then you're only down one score. And you can maybe tie it 23-23 with your next touchdown. But instead, they went for one, so it was 23-14. Then went for one again, so it was 23-21. And then they were in a situation where they went for two after their next touchdown because they wanted to be – it was just weird coaching by Bruce Arians. You know what else? Well, Bruce Arians is extremely conservative when it comes to – like he ain't doing the, the Brandon Staley fourth down stuff, so don't even ask him about it. Also, the, the officials, again, I don't make it about them, but either they're going to call what they're supposed to call or they're not. Like the play that Jameis got injured on, that was by the book horse collar because it got the name plate. It got the N in Winston. And they don't want you to do horse collars for the exact reason that Jameis got hurt. His leg got jacked up. No flag. I mean, it does it doesn't matter if they won the game, but are we calling it? People, like say it was a legal tackle, but yeah, I thought it was clearly a horse collar. Well, if you you know, horse collar should be inside the collar, but they they right. changed it to be the horse plate. So whatever. Yeah, I mean the whole point the whole point is to you they don't want people grabbing people by the shoulder and the, the uniform yanking them down and then yeah, they get hurt. Uh so yeah, I, I don't think I think this is sort of a blip on the radar for the for the Bucks. I in hindsight, it was stupid to take the Bucks against the spread. No, why Going, not? What? Why was that stupid? I don't know. Going to New Orleans in 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 
And uh, this is a huge game. Like you saw Sean Payton and Dennis Allen. They were, I mean, it's a, it's a big game for both sides, obviously, because it's a division matchup. But I, I think the Saints just knew how enormous this was and came prepared for it. All right. Let's take a quick break. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, we'll do Titans Colts first. Titans are now the number one seed in the AFC. Why is that? Who lost for them to take over the? Hmm. Don't people don't have to lose for other people to win, Ryan. Why do you have to look at life like that? That's how I was raised. It's true. Which <laughs> is a good point there. The yeah, Titans are number one because Las Vegas hasn't played. Las Vegas is on by. Buffalo's five and two. <laughs> and Baltimore's five and two. They're the only six and two team. Why are you wait, 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 what are you doing? I'm laughing because Debo said at our current pace we're doing three and a half hours. <laughs> oh so boy. Yeah, we can keep it quicker, Debo. Debo Debo's like, please do a separate Jameis video. And he's like, hurry it up, guys. Um He ain't wrong. No, he's not wrong. Tennessee, six and two now, first place in the AFC. Do we believe this team can Win the AFC and do damage. Tell me quickly who's your game next week because this is something we were talking about. It's it's the Rams, the Rams. Okay, so there's six you know, point dogs in LA. No way they is that your line or is that D line? That is D line. Okay, interesting. So there's no way they beat the Bills. There's no way they beat the Chiefs. This week would have been a letdown game, and they eked it out. So is a letdown game going to be the Charger, the, the Rams game? Excuse me. Um, it doesn't matter in that division, but in terms of them being a legit playoff team. I think they're legit because here's what happens. They play this way every year. Their defense is actually a little better this year. When they get to the playoffs, Derrick Henry warms up, runs over people, and they get to the divisional or championship game in the conference, and then they get close. So I don't know. The, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I like this team. They're for real. I don't have any questions about them. Their defense stunk last year. The year before that, they were really good, and I think they're a lot like that team from two years ago. I, I think the thing that probably changed more than anything is that somebody asked what, what changed in the chat, but it's like what, what changed more than anything was – KC's not, it's like, I, I guess that's the thing with the AFC. Kansas City isn't in the playoffs as of today. And that makes everything feel so different because, you know, like, it's wide open. Big, yeah, it's wide open. Exactly. You know, Tom Brady's been gone to the NFC and, and, and the Chiefs aren't in the playoffs. So it feels, if you're a team that, if you're a team like KC, you have to believe that you, I mean, a team like Tennessee, you have to believe you can do it. I didn't think that they played exceptionally well in this game. They were down 14-0 really quickly. Carson Wentz looked awesome. Two touchdowns to Michael Pittman. And then Tennessee got it going. A.J. Brown on a long touchdown. Derrick Henry had a, a you know, man day, but whatever. They didn't have to you – know, He didn't. I think he ended up with, uh, what, with like 18 carries. But he, had, he didn't have like 36 carries. I'm dead wrong. Right? What do you kind of – minimal? I'm thinking about Dalvin Cook. Oh, he had 28. Jeez Louise. He had right, 28. They're, and he, yeah, they're and running he, him into the ground. It's a problem. I was thinking, uh, Dalvin Cook had 18. That's who it was. His leg got beat up, and he was injured for a second. That's right. Just a second, though. Yeah, and he came out for a little bit. Um, 28 carries, 68 yards. Tannehill, 23 of 33 for 265. Three touchdowns, had two picks. Uh, A.J. Brown ended up having a monster game, 155 yards and a touchdown. No Julio. No Julio. I, I just didn't. I didn't think that the... The Titans played particularly well. That's how they always play. But the Colts, Carson Wentz just winced it up and just gave away possessions, including a pick six by the defense on a throw that you cannot make as a professional quarterback. I mean, I mean, it was one of the worst pick sixes in NFL history, especially when you consider the situation that the game was tied 24 to 24. You're at your own eight yard line. All you want to do is not turn the ball over there, especially because there's only 90 seconds left in the game. And obviously Wentz kind of made up for it because he let him down the field and got a touchdown, a tight descent overtime before throwing another interception 
in overtime. I mean, it was crazy how well Wentz played in the first half and really the first three quarters. I mean, this was the full Carson Wentz experience. I mean, Debo's an Eagles fan here where you're, you, you can't believe half the things he's doing. Then you're pulling out your hair at the other half. And, and I mean, the pick six and the game ending interception overtime really, uh, yeah, I had someone uh, someone tweet me like, oh, well, what about his ga- the game tank drive right there? Like, by the time I found the reply, he'd already thrown a miserable pick in overtime. I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it was just a roller coaster. And like, let's settle down on that game tank drive. He th- he underthrew a DPI play. You know, that wasn't. Hey, it worked last week in San Francisco. Uh, it works every every week. It works for everybody every week. Um, yeah, I. I Somebody asked, are we going to try and talk ourselves into the Colts making the playoffs Mm -mm. this week on the podcast? I didn't know we were doing that. I am I mean, have we been doing that every week? No, I I think last week we talked about it as maybe a seventh seed in the AFC, but I don't think any of us were sold on it. it I think the point of it was if the Colts, the Colts have been playing well, if the Colts beat the Titans. Right, right. They would have a chance to win the division. Right. And they had a chance and they decided not to take it. Correct. Um, the Colts, Ooh, my, 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 the Colts strength of victory is point is 22%. The only teams that it's higher than are the Jaguars and the Texans. By the way, snap count tracker. I love the went snap count tracker. 47 of the expected 2021 Colts snaps and our friends at tankathon. What do they have for the draft right now? The Colts will be giving the Eagles the, Ninth pick overall, Philadelphia currently would have three, eight, and nine in the draft. So they're kind of get. I mean, the, the AFC is still wide open enough that you can't give up at three and five. Of course not. But I mean, they're the they're the twelfth seed, and they're behind Kansas City. They're behind Cleveland. They're behind the Patriots. Chargers, Steelers, Bengals are all up there. As but they're only a game and a half out of the seventh spot. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're not going to give up. That's that's the quandary. They're not going to give up and sit wins, but they have to be worried about giving away a top ten pick. They're giving it away. Like they're if he's healthy, he, he's playing. No, but if 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 they're like three and eight, you have to sit him and give away a second round pick. Mm. I could be on board with that if they're three and eight. Yeah, because at that point, guess. if you're three and eight, what are they three and five right now? So that means you've yep. lost four straight games. That means you lost the Titans, the Jets, the Jags, and the Bills. Yep. All right. What are the rule? Like, what if you line them up at tight end? Is that legal or does it have to be quarterback? It's, oh, this, it's just snaps played. Okay. I will say one crazy su- sequence in this game real quick happened, and this is where I was like, after this happened, I was like, the Titans are winning this because they've just got luck on their side today. They were down 14-7. to 7. Tannehill throws an interception, and then the Colts defender – fumbles it while he's returning it. And then the Titans recover that. So they got a new, a fresh set of downs. Fresh, this was on third and 11. Yeah. So Tannehill's pick turns into a first down for the Titans. And on the very next play after the fumble recovery of the interception, uh, Tannehill throws a 57 yard touchdown pass to AJ Brown and a 17, seven game is or 14, seven game is now 14, 14. And it was just like, wow. Because the, the, the Colts would have had the ball at Tennessee's 40 feet. 43-yard line, and they would have been leading 14-7 and probably could have piled on because they were doing really well offensively at that point, and they did not. Instead, they gave up a 57-yard touchdown. All right, let's uh, let's take a break, and when we come back. Oh, we missed! 
Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? This is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. As promised, America's favorite sound drop. <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. Mm-hmm. Oh man! You and know we only bring that out when the Bengals lose a bad one, and boy, oh boy, did the Bengals lose a bad one! The Jets thirty-four, the Bengals thirty-one. The Jets didn't even have their starting quarterback; they were starting someone who may be operating under a uh, witness protection uh, alias named Mike White, Walter White's uh, cousin. Who went to Western Kentucky? Came out of nowhere. By the way, uh, if you're watching, Eddie White's <laughs> nephew. By the way, Brinson, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Brinson, who's this? Uh, Breach? this is Breach Peacock. And last week, when they crushed yep. the Ravens, yep. talking like they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and now as he takes a drink of I water, mean, it is bloody years. <laughs> we had a that's pure straight tequila. <laughs> they got pure agave smoked. in the dome. Yeah, they got smoked. It might, it might be cyanide after today with the way of, look. The the Bengals were covering with uh, how much time? Was, uh, with four and a half minutes left. This was a classic <laughs> Bengals. They were covering. They were up. They were in favor for the first time since 1983, and they were covering. They, they were, were up 31. Brinson with four minutes and 40 seconds left in this game. And they lost to Mike Take us through the final four minutes. Bruce. Yeah, walk us through it, Breach. All right, well, I'll go from where I got completely. I went from 100% sure they were going to win to total depression in a span of four <laughs> minutes and 40 seconds. So go on. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the Bengals score to put up 31 to 20. It was like. It's Mike White. He had fun in the first half, but he got that concussion in the third quarter. He has no idea what he's doing anymore. There's no way they're going to blow this lead because uh, Tyler Boyd caught a touchdown pass with seven and a half minutes left. So now it is 31 to 20. And literally, that's what I'm thinking. Mike White got knocked out for a series. He's just not going to be able to do this, but he, you know, he looked good for the first half. Congratulations to him. And what does he do? Drives them straight down the field. 75 yards. There's a 19 yard touchdown pass, and now it's 31 to 26. But even then, I was thinking, yeah, but the the Jets haven't really done anything to stop the Bengals in the second half. It's like the, the Bengals didn't do anything in the first half offensively, but they were kind of moving the ball at will in the second half. And then what happened? 31 26. Bengals have the ball. Joe 
Burrow. Joe, what are you doing? Inexplicable interception. He did it against the Packers. We're just in the worst possible spot. He throws an interception. This was just a low line drive straight in the Shaq Lawson's face. <laughs> it was like he was trying to, I don't know what he was doing. There was He would have had to throw one of those Jeff Blake rainbows you love talking about, love Wilson, it. to get it over Lawson. But then it would have sailed out of the stadium. That was the only way he was getting it over Lawson. And so Lawson bats it down and intercepts it. So now it is the Jets' fault, the 14-yard line. And even then, I was like, all right, they'll stop him here. Not a big deal. And they'll win 31-26, whatever. No, they score a touchdown, which was fine. Because even though the Bengals were trailing 34-31, even then, <laughs> I was thinking, there's still 345 left. They have all their timeouts. They've been moving the ball at will, except for that dumb Burrow interception. They've been moving the ball at will in the second half. Uh, and so what do they do? nothing they've have a fourth and 19 they bury themselves they punt it and at that point i'm thinking my god this is it but they still had three timeouts and the jets are still the jets so in the back of your mind you're thinking all right this is possible it is third and 11 for the jets because they botched their whole closing situation not surprisingly at all and at that point i'm like all right well the Bengals get the ball back they just need a field goal and they're gonna win this they're gonna win this and what happens the worst penalty in the history of football is called on Mike Hilton on uh, was leading with your head, unnecessary roughness. What's the official penalty? And so the, the leading Jets, with your head is a defender, right? Well, uh, well I think oh, Ty no, Johnson, no, 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 an offensive player, right? It was, it was third and 11 Ty yeah. Johnson, I think caught it for the jets and he lowered his head to run forward to like brace for the hit. And that caused Hilton's head to hit Johnson's head and they flagged him for it. They flagged Mike Hilton and that was a 15 yard penalty. That was game. I mean, that that was that was the game because they threw that penalty. Otherwise, the Jets are punting. By the way, worth noting, I don't know where the Bengals defense went. The defense has been playing so well this year, and the Jets were steamrolling them. And you mentioned Mike White went out for a series, and Josh Johnson came in because Joe Flacco, you know, was still getting his getting out of the wheelchair or whatever. <laughs> he threw a touchdown pass to Denzel Mims, who just said, I'm not going to catch it. Like he caught the ball in the back of the end zone and for some reason thought he was a defender with a pass breakup. So they, they could have scored points there as well. I don't know if they still for field or what, but I remember thinking Josh Johnson just rolling in the field and is treating this like a Bengals team that the you know the Bengals we made fun of a few years ago. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if you think it was a letdown from last week breach if they weren't prepared or what, but this is a humiliating loss for the for the Bengals. 41% of the Circa Survivor contest, which I, I believe had um Oh gosh, I don't know how many you had to. Why would you take the Bengals in the Survivor Contest? Forty-one percent of the people. Well, because the Rams and the Bills have uh, the Jets and the Jaguars coming up, I believe. So people were and and in this contest, you have to, people try to save the Bills for uh for the oh oh I like that Mike White tattoo time. Ah, love it. I love it. But yeah, uh, yeah, every, a ton of people were on the Bengals and. <laughs> That's for you, Adam. Oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. Randy Bullock made his field goals. And Randy Bullock did hit a walk-off field goal. And, well, and you know what I'll say real quick is that the reason I didn't start oh, by yeah. complaining about that penalty is because, I, look, if you give up 34 points to the Jets, you deserve to win. Exactly. Like, that's what this boils down to. Ryan hit the nail on the head. The defense looked horrible. The offense only had 119 yards in the first half. The Bengals picked off two passes uh, which were not Mike White's fault because they both hit the receiver first uh, before <laughs> they got picked off. And on one of them, Jesse Bates returned it to the one-yard line, and the Bengals got zero points on that drive. 
So th- that was the kind of day. They went four plays, negative 14 yards, and turned it over on downs. Yes. And then, and then as soon as it happened, Mike White threw another interception. Mm. Was it the uh, the turnover on downs play? Was the fourth down play the throw to Jamar Chase and he just completely dropped or was that third down? Uh, that was third down, I believe. It wasn't fourth down. Okay, it was it was it was like a preseason Jamar Chase drop where you're like, oh. Yeah, it was third down. Burrow got sacked on yeah, fourth down. It was that third down. He should have easily had that. All right. So the Bengals lose. Jets are still toast. Bengals uh, probably still fine, but a big, big game against the Browns they're coming. Not, they're not fine. I mean, this. I mean, they, they're, they're not terrible, but you, you got to win this game no matter what. After yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's but isn't it weird that the Bengals, who are the um, so the Titans, who are the one seed in the AFC, and the Bengals, who are the five seed in the AFC account for the, the Jets only two losses. So it's so bizarre. Two wins. And you were talking about strength of victory. Or two wins. Sorry, yeah, yeah. The Jets actually have the highest strength of victory in the NFL right now. Of course. And also the Jets only two wins last year were against two teams that went to the playoffs, the Bears and the Rams. That's right. Good call. I don't know what's up with the Jets. Way to go, Adam, guys. First 400-yard passing game by a Jets quarterback since Vinny Testaverde in 2000 from Mike White. Vinny. Incredible. Uh, completed the first 11 passes of the game, the longest streak by a player to, in his first career start since 1978 when the merger happened. And it helped to open the door a little bit for a couple of AFC North teams, including Ryan Wilson's Steelers, who looked absolutely enthusiastic and excited to move to four and three to knock the Browns to four and four to take away a, scint- a scintillating 15 to 10 victory. With uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo watching, because the late game was on Fox, in Cleveland, Ben Roth, just rename the stadium after Big Ben at this point. Why did I take the Browns when Big Ben is going into Cleveland? He owns them. He's got 12 wins there. Yeah, and look, you, you can give Baker credit for playing through the injury. He did not look good. And I know that uh, Odell dropped another pass. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a critical fumble at the end of the game when they were driving. Had another drop later, I think, to actually to end the game in terms of turnover and downs to seal their fate. Um, but again, like we said, you can't blame injuries because of what the Packers were able to do on Thursday. So injuries are no longer an excuse. That was Big Ben's best game of the year. And again, it wasn't a lot of fun to watch in terms of vintage Big Ben, but he didn't make mistakes. Uh, Najee played well. The defense got after it. TJ Watt had a sack and a half. They created, the, like, the, like I mentioned, they created the fumble with Jarvis Landry late in the game. All things you need to do to win. I mean, they're it's insane to think that they are in the inside the playoff bubble right now as we sit here and the Browns on the outside, the way the Browns started. The Browns are obviously the better team. I don't think this means the Browns are gonna Freddie Kitchens it up. For some reason, Freddie Kitchens was trending on Twitter after this game. Uh, I think that the joke was Kevin Stefanski dressed up as Freddie Kitchens for Halloween. That that's what Freddie Kitchen minding his own business today, checking Twitter, going, hey, 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 why am I trending? What did I do? But I, I'm sort of concerned about the Browns because oh yeah. Because Baker, it, it feels like you're walking a fine line with, with Baker above the neck. And when he has Nick Chubb and he has Kareem Hunt, Darren Johnson had a nice touchdown today. It, things are going well. But if if he doesn't have his running backs and his wide receivers are like Odell isn't happy or whatever, dropping passes. You got to do a lot of work, and I don't think he's ready to do a lot of work, especially with that injury. The Steelers are whatever. If they go to the playoffs, it'll be a miracle, but let's be real. If they go eight and nine, that also seems very, very much. Three of the next next four Browns games are on the road at Cincy, at New England, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's two rocks hitting each other in the face, 
Lions at home, which you better win, and at the Ravens, and then they're by. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's not. It's not out of. Con- it's not out of control to say that they could potentially go be at five and five and seven going to the bye, and that will be cause for consternation. Now, I think it's more likely that they find a way to win one of those division games or the Pats game and beat the Lions in their. Well, let me ask you this: Do you? Put Baker back on the bench if he's not 100%? Because he's not. He's clearly not healthy. I mean, look, like people, we say it's not his throwing shoulder, but you're, I mean, you're. Like, you don't throw like this. Right. If this, but I'm saying, like, if this, if your left shoulder is hurt, you're muted, Breach, so try and keep up. Uh, it, if you're, if you're, if you're, if your left shoulder is mangled, it's going to affect how you play. Clearly, as it has the last two of the last three weeks when he played. Um, and as I mentioned in our picks thing, for instance, since Baker's shoulder has been injured, the Browns are averaging all of 13.7 points a game. Yeah. 14, 17, throws, and 10. He doesn't miss. Like, he's missing guys wide. He's missing guys late. <laughs> uh, Nathan Graber McCray says in the YouTube chat, tried to dress up my kid as Freddie Outhouse for Halloween, but my wife didn't go for it. Reminder, if we get to okay. 150 likes, I will put on a stupid kid's Halloween outfit. If we get to 200 likes, we will give away a Pick 6 podcast shirt. Hit the like button in the chat. Let's get those numbers cranked up, fellas and ladies who are watching. Um, anything else on this game? I mean, I Pittsburgh is – kudos to Pittsburgh. As the only person on the podcast who picked the Steelers to win, I would like to say they look good. <laughs> it was actually as a Steelers fan with very low expectations. It was a oh, but hold on. Loss. I, I do have to bring up the fake field goal that Tomlin called that literally after the game, he's like, thank oh, God yeah. we won because I didn't want people railing on me about that. Oh, and he now, said that? He said, it's now just a side note because we won the game. And that's the truth. Like no one's going to remember it a week from now, but except for maybe Chris Boswell, if he even remembers what day of the week it is. Well, he um, got his best player on the team almost killed. Well, here's the thing is if you're <laughs> playing in a game that could be close like this game, and, and I call this the worst fake field goal in NFL history and people are like well if it would have worked uh it wouldn't have been but it would have been because here's the problem is that if you don't have anybody else on your team who can place kick you have the Steelers have zero they don't really have a backup kicker a lot of teams have their punter who does it you don't let your kicker throw the football you do not let put your kicker in a situation where he could get jacked up like that that's 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 what it boils down to and especially when you are playing in a close game like this one was so it was a bad bad call and chris boswell my god poor chris boswell yes. got lit up if you have not seen the hit uh, uh, it should have been rocking the passer yes. I, I think uh, uh multiple people pointed that out and or at least was, helmet to helmet like <laughs> or a couple things i i feel terrible for chris boswell who's been really good for the steelers for many years but it, it made tomlin be aggressive which he isn't always because Presley Harvin, who's their rookie punter, is legitimately 240 pounds. He's never kicked a field goal, right? He looked like Brinson kicking field goals left-footed. Like, you're like, oh, my God, this guy. Is- oh! <laughs> that wasn't even a dunk. Or even Debo. Debo said he can't make an extra point yet. He's working on it. This guy's a punter. He should be able to kick field goal. Also, we talk about Stefanski being. You said that in confidence, by the way, right? Oh. <laughs> we said, you know, we talk all the time about Stefanski being aggressive. He punted. Actually, it was fourth and one near nearest midfield in the fourth quarter. They were still down, and he took a delay of game penalty. I said, what is he doing? And then it occurred to me, make it fourth and six, and he punted. He knows the Steelers have to score a touchdown. They must have been up a couple points. He doesn't. He's not worried about the Steelers kicking a field goal. 
So he's going to punt field position. And that actually made sense. I don't think, I don't know if anyone asked him about it, but at the time I was like, why isn't he kicking the field goal? And in retrospect, or punting is because they didn't have, they had no options. They were, had to score touchdowns. Yeah. And it is, I agree with you. It is ironic that they, like he, he, we got, you know, fourth down, we can't try, we can't try long field goals. We got to keep going for it. And that's probably why they ended up winning. Absolutely. Patriots 27, Chargers 24, a massive game for Bill Belichick and New England to go into L.A. and come away with a win in very convincing fashion. They were up double digits. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen this. And, I mean, not, not like I'm tooting my horn on picks or anything. I, I'm above 500. But had a <laughs> an incredible week for my standards. Last yeah, couple of weeks. you beat me. But, I was below 500, I believe. It's, I mean, it's just an average week. But the point is, is that I think that maybe I had the Patriots winning outright, I believe. And it's because the patriots like the ravens are just sort of a bad matchup for the chargers Clearly, and yeah. they sort of putting the reins on justin herbert in this offense a little bit 18 to 35 for 223 and two touchdowns two picks is is not good uh justin jackson had three carries for 79 yards but had a 75 yard run and got walked down by jc jackson in the game uh, damian harris was pretty effective 23 carries 80 yards and a touchdown i thought mac jones Looked good, even if his numbers weren't there. Yeah, the same numbers as Justin Herbert. Sure, except yeah, for- like literally, except minus the two picks and the two, two touchdowns. Yeah, no, t- no turnovers. I, I continue to, I continue to watch Mac Jones play, and at no point has he looked in over his head. And that's he important. is a game manager, and that's exactly what they wanted to be. Yep, for sure. Uh, but you know, the Patriots aren't great. They are sort of this team that claws and scratches and. They're a lot like the 01 Patriots. <laughs> they feel like a team that they know who they are and they're waiting on the quarterback. Correct. And they're just they're treading water right now. They're stealing wins when they can. You know, it was breach like the joke last week. The only team they could beat were, were the Jets, no one else. Well, this is a huge win for them. It comes a year after they beat the pants off of the, the Chargers 45 nothing. Yep. And uh, you know, we always talk about Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks. Brandon Staley, 0-1 against rookie quarterbacks. Not a good luck, Brandon. Mm. Uh, uh <laughs> Belichick, by the way, has has just confused. Justin Herbert twice. You know what just said after the game on Sunday? Why why he was confused? Oh my god! Look at Prisco is like so annoyed with Justin Herbert. I mean, with uh, I, I don't know. Why. Two weeks ago in here, everybody's raving about new wave coach Brandon Staley. Now crickets. He could end up being a great coach, but that's the point. Everybody rushes a judgment. The Chargers have been out coached the past two weeks. Period. 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 Um, Twitter fraud. Uh, yeah, the Twitter cult goes nuts for Brandon Staley again. What a surprise! I did buy into the brand. I was all I was loving Brandon Staley. Too. Everyone was, but I mean, like the videos were great. Um, but by the way, Justin Herbert said after the game, the reason that he was sort of confused, uh, he, he literally said the Patriots played a bunch of cover too, which we hadn't seen all year from the Patriots. Well, I mean, that's that's that is quintessential Belichick. Adjust your game plan. That is day one of Madden. I mean, it, why is that surprising you? And right, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, again, I mean the the Pats weren't. They had a they had a, a pick six by uh, Adrian Phillips with yeah, ten minutes Cook. left in the fourth quarter, and that up till then it felt like eh, the Chargers weren't. They were only up by one, but it felt like they were going to win the game. Like they just yeah, right. they're well, like they back and forth, and then all of a sudden the pick six flipped it, and then folk. I, mean, I think, I think trick or treating the second half of the the four p.m. game is not an ideal thing to do. Um, all of a sudden, you look. You're like, "What?" I thought, like, I thought this game was close. Um, Pats are up. Uh, Pats are up. Josh Palmer gets a great touchdown catch, but there's not enough time left. I'm not worried about the Chargers. Yeah, 
but this would have been a pretty I'm not, nice not feather in your cap right. to get I'm, to five and two. The problem is this. This is great news for the charge. Uh, excuse me, the Chiefs, because you correct. didn't you didn't take the opportunity to extend that lead over the Chiefs, and the Chiefs find a way to win. I can't believe I say that against the Giants on Monday night. Then you have to feel not not worried, as Breach said, about if you're the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you you feel pretty good about being able to walk your way back to this division. And I would again urge people if you can find it, uh, bet the Chiefs to win the division because I think they'll figure it out. And I think they'll probably. I don't uh, think I figured out. I mean, there's all right. We're 145 likes. Five more. I will put on a stupid child's costume. Let's go to the next. I, game. I th- well, I think the crazy part though is that the ch- Patriots, who I think people start to write off, Patriots go to the playoffs. They're a half game out of that final spot, and there's no reason they can't. And if they get in the playoffs, like you don't want to be facing Belichick and him game playing against you. Who are you going to take right now to make the playoffs? Patriots or Browns? Oh, uh, the Patriots by a trillion. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, the Pats are four and one of the conference. Browns are two and three. That's trouble. But, I got yeah, two words for you. I mean, that's, that's a huge. I mean, that's huge for the tiebreaker. Like that's hard to overcome. All you need is two and, words. Two and words. they play each other in Week Ten. Two words. McCorkle Jones in New England. Sure. Now, if the Pats make the playoffs, yes, they're winning the Super Bowl. No, one of these teams has to miss. We don't think it'll be Buffalo. Not the Bengals. I'm not going to take any of the division leaders. So it's either Bengals, Steelers, or Chargers. I mean, the Chargers got some work to do. The Bengals, I mean, the Steelers obviously shouldn't be in that conversation. Who was the first team you mentioned? Bengals, Steelers, and Chargers. I mean, I can't envision a situation where the Bengals... It's probably one of the AFC North teams. ...fall below the Steelers. That would be extremely humiliating for Breach. (laughs) So I don't think it'll happen. That would be funny. Breach was like, Breach was like thinking we're going to have a home. Field. Like, I won't fly home for the first round of the playoffs because we'll have a bye. Like. <laughs> and now he's like, oh my God, we're worse than the Steelers and the Pats. And like, we might not make the playoffs. I hope they're eliminated HQ- from the playoffs by week 13. I hope something right. happens where HQ is running out of people. They have to send Breach to the, to the Steelers playoff game to cover it. And they win. Uh, next up 49ers, 33, Bears, 22. <laughs> You won't believe it. Well, actually, you might believe this because, you know, very hyper-athletic quarterback known for his blazing speed rushes for multiple touchdowns. So it's not Justin Fields. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Five carries, four yards for two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields actually had 10 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Finally, fantastic game that everyone was waiting for where Justin Fields' full body of work and athletic ability was unlocked and he could put together the sort of the performance that people, why people drafted him in fantasy. You know what changed? Matt Nagy wasn't there. Phil Lazor was calling the plays. Good point. He wasn't in Justin Fields' ear. No Matt Nagy, so yeah. Joe um, pointed that out. Can you imagine being Matt Nagy at home and watching your quarterback have his best game while you're not there? Yeah, it's tough scene. I can imagine it because he, he probably knew it would happen earlier if he gave over, gave over play-calling duties, and that's why he didn't. That's like if you have a so kid. Awesome. And 33, sport- 33 22 Niners over the Bears. Pretty massive game for NFC playoff implications. What? Are you serious? I mean, if the 49ers are two and five, they're probably toast. They're toast. We've already if the Bears win, they're four and four, and they're but they're toast. Come on, stop it. Well, I mean, I could see the 49ers getting in. No, you can't. You can't see it. I just said it. I can. Why would I make that up? If the Bears were four and four, they would probably have the the same record as the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, and the Panthers are not getting in, as we've all determined. But one of those teams has to get in is the thing. 
Like, yeah, we've talked. We just had this conversation. It's like okay. Minnesota, Seattle. Uh, right, right, right. A four and four Bears team couldn't get in the playoffs, but the Panthers can't at four and four. No, they can't. The Panthers are not getting, getting in. Like you, your whole point was one of these teams has to get in. The Saints are the team that has to get in, and the I mean, Saints are six. Another one of these dog crap teams has to get in the playoffs. I know. Carolina, Minnesota, San Fran, Atlanta, Philly, Seattle, Seattle. with Geno Smith or Chicago. Geno Smith, stop it. So Seattle, Minnesota. That's that's where it is. If I'm wrong, then Breach will shave his head. All right. Oh, I was going to say next game. Um, do, I mean, do you want to? We no. didn't see any Trey Lance in this game, did we? No, certainly no Trey Sermon. Again, no Trey Lance. I guess they felt like it was close enough they didn't want to risk Trey Lance getting hurt again because they used him in all these packages before every single time. Well, you can't bet Jimmy. There was no point to like pull him. The four hours of moving the ball. Didn't the they didn't even. They didn't use. They didn't even. Trey Lance didn't play any snaps. They didn't use him in any packages. They've used him in when he's healthy. They. They've used him in a package every single game. Well, I'm sure that Shanahan probably thought, if you go by the flow, like the 49ers didn't punt in this game. So there was no, like, <laughs> Garoppolo and the 49ers offense were just... They ran moving. they ran Jimmy G twice on read option Trey Lance plays in the red zone. Right, because the Bears wouldn't expect that. They'd expect it from Trey Lance, and it worked both times. Gotcha there. No, I'm just saying that it made, like, I just felt like Shanahan felt comfortable... You know, seeing that Cleo Mack wasn't out there and seeing that his game plan on the first couple drives was working to perfection. So he's thinking, why? You know what? We don't need Trey. I think Jimmy can pull this off. And he up throwing for 322 yards. Debo Samuel was a beast. 171 yards receiving. But I mean, that's it. The 49ers literally got, they kicked a lot of field goals. So shout out to Joey Sly, even though he missed one. Um, but Garoppolo had them moving. They, ha they haven't moved the ball this well really all season. Bears defense For sure. is problematic, but I don't that's know true. That's, I don't know if that's their biggest issue. All right, what yeah. else? We we need to see the we need to see the 49ers uh put together some good games against good competition. <laughs> this is true. We'll find out because they play the Cardinals and the Rams the next two weeks. Cardinals and the Rams next. Big games for the 49ers. If they can win the if they can win one, if they win one of those games, then they're firmly entrenched in the playoff mix, in my opinion. Bears schedule coming up is at Steelers and Ravens at home. Oh boy. Ooh. Could be ejection time. Those are two bad matchups for old uh old Justin Fields. We'll see how he does. We'll see. And we'll see if they get back to I mean, that's three straight losses for them. Tough games. But just a brutal middle of the middle of the season schedule. Like they gotta get they you gotta find a way to get one and one with the bye in between there, obviously. Next up. Oh, Broncos, WFT, 1710. Horrendous game if you're watching football. Not fun in the afternoon slate. The I, look, the why I've never seen a team do this like Washington does. They get deep into their opponent's territory and then just don't score any points. It's amazing. It's incredible. They got to Denver's 19 and turned it over on downs. Denver's 27 and missed a field goal. Denver's 34 and made a field goal. Denver's 46 through an interception. Denver's 20, scored a touchdown. That's good. Denver's 29, missed field goal. Denver's 20, interception. And Denver's 30, turnover on downs. They should have scored 35 points easily in this game. They scored 10. This game and the Packers game, too. They, they didn't either. Well, that's the crazy part is last week I mentioned how they were just the fourth team in the Super Bowl era to score 10 or fewer points in a game where they did not punt. And they almost did the exact same thing in this game. They almost became the fifth team to do it because they went, they had, ended up having one punt, so they didn't do it. But the fact that they have only punted one time over the past two games and they are averaging 10 points a game, that's impossible. Like That, that takes just uh, – I don't even know what it takes, but it takes whatever Washington's doing and it's not good. Not good. No, it's, it's insane. And I 
I don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury. I can't remember what it is, ribs or whatever. It's too late. I mean, he can come back great. It's not that they're done. I oh, mean, no, no, no. This is well, I mean, the one thing we talk about the you know, the the, the NFC, the the seventh seed. Like I know you keep pointing out Seattle and Minnesota. Washington two and six probably dead, but okay. it, I mean, look, if you're in the NFC and you're a terrible football team, you have a chance of sneaking into the playoffs. Well, they need to wake up. And by the way, they had a chance. So the Broncos trying to run the game out. Chase Young punches the ball out of Melvin. That was hand. unbelievable to watch. And it, there's still nothing. Just Heineke not being able to move the ball. To, it just doesn't. Well, make any so sense. the ending of that game was just pure. It was annoying because. You know, if you're um, like I, we just walked back in the house, and I'm trying to watch the end of these two games, and we got red zone. On, I got red zone on as they're cutting to this Washington game because it's crazy at the end. But the better game is, um, you know, Saints and Saints and Bucks because Tom Brady's getting the ball back with a chance for a field goal with 144 left. Um, I, I'm looking at the the playlist here. So the Broncos, the Washington has the ball fourth and night. They had the ball at third and six on Denver seven, trailing by seven. Taylor Heineke gets sacked, uh, fumbles. It's recovered by Washington for a 12-yard loss. They now have fourth and 19 at Denver's 20. Taylor Heineke throws it deep right. It's picked off. There is an unnecessary roughness call on multiple players, so that's offsetting. It's taunting by it's taunting by Justin Simmons, and uh, and McKissick is, is called for unnecessary roughness. They run Javante Williams to the right side. Timeout, first timeout by Washington. The Broncos... Again, with 32 seconds left, or 37 seconds left, excuse me. Run a pass play. They ran a pass play. Teddy Bridgewater gets out there. He has no one to throw to. And instead of just getting down and taking a sack and keeping the clock moving and using their timeouts, he he throws the damn ball. So naturally, they're going to run at the next play. And you know that you think Washington's getting the ball back like midfield on a punt, like, you know, deep on a punt with not much time left. Melvin Gordon gets. Gets a, a peanut punched by Chase Young, first fumble in like 200 carries, and you, I mean it's first and ten at Denver's 24 with two timeouts and 27 seconds left. If you're Washington, you feel like you're going to overtime, like you you've got a really good chance to do this. And they ended up with a fourth and 16 at Denver's 30. They went backwards twice. It's just terrible. And I would also throw in, uh, not necessarily pertaining to that, but the fact that the Washington missed two field goals in this game, and they were both blocked. Our Chris Blewett, of course, who we mentioned That's last good. week, was very, very unfortunate last name, has kicked in two games in his NFL career. He has three misses, and all three of the kicks were blocked. So I would have to go rewatch each of them to see if he's kicking it too low. But if you've had three of your kicks blocked, that is either means your kicker has a huge problem or your field goal team has a huge problem because they are not holding their block long enough, which isn't that hard on a field goal. Um, so it, it's, I mean, that's just another one of those mindless errors that Washington made in this game that it just felt like even last week against green Bay, they, they if they didn't have so many errors, they could have won. Uh, but it was a comedy of errors and they did not win. All right. So I have to give another costume because we have hit 150 likes in Yay! the chat. We had to do 200 likes. Press the like button if you haven't hit the like button. Hit it, hit it twice. I don't, like, I don't think you can do that on YouTube, but hit it like, hit, hit, hit the like button, comment in the uh, in the chat. Apparently, it drives up the algorithm or some nonsense. And if we get to 200, we will give away a pick six podcast t shirt. Your choice black, green, gray, or blue. Naturally, any size you want. We're going to take a break. 
And when we come back, more football games. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. So, the Seahawks and Jaguars... Played a game, and Geno Smith looked awesome, and Trevor Lawrence looked terrible. I'm going to allow you guys to talk about it while I go change it my costume, and I'll be back. All right, fair enough. Seahawks 131-7. What's the next game? No, I'm just kidding. So uh, here's the thing. I, I mean, the Jaguars stink. There's uh, there's no two ways about it. You, I don't know if you still remain convinced that Urban Meyer is going to be the coaches throughout the, the 2022 season. I think this team would be immeasurably better without him, whatever. But now I need to moonwalk back what I said a week ago when we were concerned about, or me in particular, about the Seahawks needing to win. Uh, they, they should have won the Steelers game. They didn't. They lost in overtime. They didn't win last week. Who did they play last week? Um, it was a terrible game to watch. That was the, the Saints. The Saints. Oh, God. But they won this game, and the fact that the Vikings lost, I feel like now has them in not terrible position if you're Seattle. You're getting rust back. Uh, I think their next two games coming up after the bye are going to be Green Bay and Arizona, I believe. So if you're going to have that happen, you want it to be with Russ Wilson and you want it to be in a situation where the sixth spot appears locked up in the NFC, but the seventh spot is wide open. I don't know if you have any thoughts about the Jaguars breach. What do you feel about the Seahawks' chances based on how well – this is like backup Sunday, by the way. Every backup just seemed to ball out. I mean, this is the last thing you'd ever expect. I mean, this was the win they had to have because after losing – a close one of the Steelers and a close one to the Saints, both by three points. And now if they lose this game and you go 0-3 without Russell, then your season's effectively over. You're not getting the playoffs. And so they came out and they played like that. I mean, it was surprising to see Geno Smith so sharp. I mean, where was this when he played for the Jets? He came out, I think he started the game with 14 straight completions. So it's 14 of 14, which is the, the longest streak to start a game this by any quarterback this season uh and he was just on point 20 to 24 he wasn't putting the ball on the ground and it was crazy because you know you look at the stats at the end of the game the seahawks only had 229 yards of offense i don't and know talking this just total domination because jacksonville couldn't move the ball oh, and yeah there's not really i mean the, the seahawks beat a bad team that they were supposed to beat and that's really what it boils down to it said look as good as it did when robbie's running around oh, no, you look great. can you hear me yeah okay what you is, said uh, you know about among us among us yeah i know among us i'm What's a sussy baka or i'm a sus you're suspect you're sussy baka i'm a sussy baka right now bruh sussy baka uh, i could put on a different costume that's less like terrible for me if we want Nope. Oh, no, you look great. No, we're keeping that one. <laughs> okay. Is this sound okay, Debo? 
Yeah, I he, think so. Actually, you look great. I will tell you that. It's very comfortable wearing this uh, mask. Very sus. I'm very sus right now. That's right, guys. Uh, are we done with Jaguars Seahawks? Nice and cool in here too. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bruce, do you feel? How do you feel about the Seahawks playoff chances now, though? I, I like it. I, you get, as long as Russell Wilson's back uh, after the bye, I think they absolutely have a chance. They have the Packers and the Cardinals in their next two games, but they have that bye week beforehand. And with Russell Wilson, I think they win one of those two games. Without Russell Wilson, I feel like they probably lose both those games. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's a chance. There's a path. They could be four and one over this ne- these next five games. They can steal a win from either the Packers or the Cardinals. The Cardinals feel more likely. But Washington, San Francisco, Houston, you all you win those games, and then then you're you're right where you want to be. How do we lose Brenton? Is he still here? I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah, he's just trying to breathe in that outfit. <laughs> yes, that is, I can't believe Robbie walked around with this all night. No wonder he's just sweating. Pick Sus Podcast. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Lucas, what did the note from my wife say when you got your hat? Did you get it already? Type it in chat. Oh, you got the hat, buddy. You better have. That's the postal service has failed us miserably. Or she sent it to the wrong Lucas. Mm. That's entirely possible. Um, Panthers, 19. Falcons, 13. Calvin really, uh, Alpha person. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, just I, mean, I think that's important to address off the top is the fact that Calvin really didn't play in this game for personal matters, and then issued a tweet saying that um, he is going to, and I quote, I think it's uh, these past few weeks have been very challenging. As much as I'd like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time and focus on my mental well being. This will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future. I mean, look, first of all, mental health, very important. Mm-hmm. You need to do what you need to do to get your head right. If you're not in a good space, then you don't need to be trying to, you know, g- go out there and like, he, you know, he, he skipped the game in Jacksonville. I mean, excuse me, skipped the game in London against the, uh, I guess against, against the Dolphins. Um, and then last week he had 10 targets for four catches and clearly just wasn't himself and something is off. And this week he's off for personal reasons. We don't know what's happening. Oftentimes you don't know what's happening with your friends, your family, your coworkers. I mean, you just, you just don't always know. And he needs to do what he needs to do to get right. Um, you know, I just, I just, I, I guess my question with this statement would be, cause I read this and to me, that makes it seem like he's probably done for the year. Oh, wait, I mean, I have no idea. I, don't, I mean, maybe not. I mean, I mean, Lane Johnson talked about depression last week, and he sure. he missed how much time did he miss? Yeah, he that with Jay Glazer on Fox too. I mean, yeah, look, I mean, like, I think that was three weeks for Lane. Okay, yeah, and you know, he talked about how debilitating it was. So I I, I don't know what Calvin's going through and how long he may think it it happens, but yeah, it could be the rest of the season. It could be two weeks. I have no idea. Sure, but, but I mean, look, I I mean, I think the I mean times are times are different now than they were. You know, if you tried to if you if you suggested that you needed three weeks off to oh, forget about it mentally get your head right in the 70s not even uh, the 70s even the 90s or the two, early 2000s you know it wouldn't be they call you soft think, you get cut and then people yeah. have to ask you a bunch of questions about it yeah um Absolutely. it's good you know so to hopefully calvin gets his head right you know mental mental health is way more important than football or a game or anything. So uh, I'm smiling because listening to Brenton have a serious about, conversation while he's wearing his yeah, nuclear yeah. reactor hat uh, is, is barely like, able to breathe in this thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think I may switch hats. You actually. know, it, it, with Calvin Ridley not out there, 
the Falcons offense just looked absolutely lost. I mean, Matt Ryan, it seemed like he didn't know where to go with the ball and they ended up only totaling 213 yards, which was the second lowest total they've ever had with Matt Ryan as their starting quarterback. And he has been there since 2008. So that tells you uh, this is not a team that goes out and falls flat on their face too often. Um, but they did here. I think it looks better. That's oh, what Brisbane looks like. Better. He was ball headed. Yeah, the Falcons stink. I thought they were going to win this football game. I don't know what to make of Sam Darnold. He's so frustrating. <laughs> Once again, he's like one of the best rushers in the NFL suddenly. That I also don't understand. He uh, can't throw the football, but he can certainly run. Can't uh, well, I, I push back on that. Sam Darnold had a couple. He had a great throw. He's 13 to 24. Come he on. had a great throw to DJ Moore that should have been a touchdown. It was not ruled a touchdown. It was not ruled a touchdown on review, and it looked like he had it. There's another couple drops out there as well. The offensive line gives up a ton of pressures. And I thought Joe Brady's game plan, especially in the second half. You try to bring this back to William Mary Joe Brady. That's the issue. You don't well, I just think people are like people are trying. Look, Joe Brady, Joe Brady's desperate because he 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 about to lose his play calling duties. And he was he was running Sam Darnold all these read options on every play. Like he's freaking he's trying to get him knocked out of there so and get PJ Walker in there. <laughs> well, I was I was like, I was Googling. Uh, injury guarantee fifth year option to see if I'd forgotten something like they like could he could they get out from the 18 million if he got Sam Darnold decleated or something like that but I don't think that's the case um it's a huge win for the Panthers I don't think that they are a playoff caliber team but they could go to the playoffs as a yeah you don't have to be a playoff caliber team in the NFC to make the playoffs exactly Wilson's like they just can't go it's impossible impossible. would you say that they have the Patriots at home, at the Cardinals, Washington at home, at the Dolphins, Falcons over the next five. I mean, they get three and two very easily, and then I'd have to. They go. have next four games, and then they're by. They could they could easily go two and two in those games. But the game after that is still the Falcons again. Is that what you said? Yeah, after Falcons the after the bye. Then yeah, they go three and two, and then they're what seven and six. And they're probably that's great. Either, either the seven seed or the eighth seed in the NFC. Yeah. All right. So I, I won't sleep on them yet. They should win those games, but they've lost games that they should have won easily. You know who my new head is, by the way? Yeah, that's Sonic. Get out of here. That's uh, that's not Sonic. Who is it? Sonic's blue. Who's that, Breach? Breach is frozen. <laughs> he really was frozen. I thought Breach I, was this pretending. This is uh, Knuckles the Enchita. He is Sonic's I thought Breach is so weird that I thought he was pretending to be frozen, and he actually was frozen. It would be totally believable. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, look, I watched I watched this game because it's you know it's always on my local channels and not you know I, not I'm present. I'm proud of myself for I bought it into the breach. I thought you see I'm proud of myself for mostly not falling for the idea that this could be a shootout and using a bunch of like Falcons and Panthers and DFS. Um, I had Matt Ryan on a fantasy team with Kyle Pitts. Mm. I can't. I like what what are we doing? Why isn't we're going to the next game is what we're doing. I mean, but why? Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> Falcons are three and four. That's a game the Falcons should have won. The Panthers are a, yes. not a good football team. No. They The Falcons should have been able to put up a bunch of points on Carolina. I think that it's... And this, these two teams, who has a better shot in the playoffs? I think it's the Panthers. Yes. Because their defense is better. I pointed this out in my, in my picks column was like, People are like, oh, Matt Ryan's starting to play really well. You know, this team's coming on strong. It's like they just played the Giants, Washington, the Jets, had a bye, and then the Dolphins. Like, those are terrible football teams that they went three and one against. It's the Falcons aren't a good football team. If you have any defense, you're going to slow them down. And Carolina did. And I mean, it was, it was, this was 
All right, we can go to the next game. Unless yeah. somebody's dying to hear about this game. It was it's one of these teams. These they're gonna be one of these teams are gonna be in the playoff hunt. It's pretty gross. The Bills beat the Dolphins 26 to 11, an all-time backdoor cover. The Bills had no business covering in this game. No, it was actually a pretty slow moving game for quite a while. Uh I believe Buffalo had three, was it three to three at halftime? Yeah. It was, yes, it was three to three at halftime. Uh Buffalo wouldn't get anything done. I thought Josh Allen and the Bills would come out and light up the the Dolphins. Yeah, of course. Because look at what he's done the last seven games against the Dolphins. You can see it on YouTube.com. By the way, hit the like button. We get to 200. We'll give away a T-shirt, a Pictures Podcast T-shirt, 7-0, 37 points per game. They got to 26 here. They have they the, the Bills have dominated AFC East opponents over the last two years. And while the score here indicates that they did dominate and they covered and they're five and two now, it wasn't the best effort from the Bills. A little disappointing, a little lethargic coming out of the bye. Good for Miami for getting up and 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 you know trying to slow and slowing down that offense again. Just two field goals in the first half, but you know at the end of the day, Miami is just they're not good. I mean, they're one in seven, and they're giving going to give away a top five pick once the season ends. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if you're the Dolphins, you probably all you want to see here was maybe Tua have a, a a pretty good game, so you don't have to keep thinking about this Deshaun Watson stuff. And he didn't do that, so now you're thinking, my God, do we have to try and pull the trigger on this trade? So I, I think because Tua didn't play super well in this game, that is going to be a fascinating 48 hours. If if the Dolphins, if Tua had come out and thrown four touchdowns and the Dolphins upset the Bills, I think that takes the the probably takes. Miami off the ledge, off the Watson ledge, but no. I didn't think Tua played terribly, but he plays just well enough to get you beat. And, you know, is that a franchise quarterback? No, obviously it's not. So I don't know. I I don't know what to make. The Dolphins are not good. I'm not so much worried about the Bills, but they haven't played as consistently as we thought they were going to play. In fact, you could argue they were much more consistent a year ago. So they've had some, some blips in the old, uh, making their way through the regular season. The Titans game obviously doesn't look good. And then you would like to beat the pants off the Dolphins. But whatever, as, a win. as our commenter, Buffalo Anarchist mentions Tyler Bass, who's also on my fantasy football team, uh, 57 yard field goal, which was absolutely clutch at the time because it, it was on the Bill's second possession, but it came after Miami had missed a 36 yard field goal. Jason Sanders usually doesn't miss from that close. Missed the 36 yarder, still zero, zero. And so, Buffalo got the ball. They're in a weird spot because they had fourth and nine at Miami's 39. And you kind of think, eh, should we go for it? But we need nine yards and 57 yards outdoors in Buffalo is not easy. And Bass drilled it. Someone asked, because the Bills were one of my best bets, how did my best bets do today? Bills, check. Jags, Seahawks, under. Check. Pats, check. Money line, too. Uh, Cowboys, Vikings, I'm nullifying that because Dak didn't play. I feel like that's fair. Is that fair? Sure. Titans. If, check. If you had picked Cowboys, you'd have taken it. Right, of course. Uh, Washington and Broncos over loss. So four and one if we take away the Cowboys. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty um, good. Wilson is dressed as uh, somebody asked Dab, Dab Colorado asked, what is Wilson dressed as? Someone who's been kidnapped by a coworker and forced to podcast. Until three, he's, yeah, no. he's he is 
Yeah, he's dressed he, as someone who's been kidnapped, basically. Is what he's he's dressed as someone who's talking to a character from Monsters, Inc. and Sonic the Hedgehog's friend. Right. Knuckles yeah. is the answer. Knuckles. Yeah. Knuckles yeah. the Cheeto. I'm, I'm the parole officer talking to my two dumbass parolees. <laughs> checking By the way, two straight, weeks, two straight weeks where if a couple of, if like two or three of these games weren't like decent, it would have been a really bad week. Like this was not a thrilling week. I didn't feel like. No, the we, the one PM games weren't great. It got exciting towards like the last five minutes of some of those those uh, fourth quarter one PM games. But yeah, there was, and that Sunday night game wasn't a lot of fun to watch either until sort of the end there. Well, I mean Titans, Colts, yeah, was exciting, and Jets Bengals was exciting if you didn't have a rooting interest in the game. And then, but again, that happened at the end, where things got spicy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, generally speaking, there's going to be two, one or two early game, early games that are intriguing. One that is going to go to overtime and get, carries a slate, and then you get one in the, you know, like you get. I think we had two, I guess two, if you count Washington and Denver in the late slate, that were good, and then, you know, you just hope Sunday night football is intriguing. It, it, it was, a, it was a fine week. There, there's just going to be weeks where it's a little. It wasn't slow. great. It wasn't. We won't be talking about it in three weeks. We won't remember it. Was, it. it was Goldilocks. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles so right. it was a great week for Debo because the Eagles won 44 to 6. So oh then maybe he wanted their uh, draft pick to improve instead of to what fall. dummy took the took the Lions. Oh. The Lions didn't come close to covering. Um they are 0 and 8, Lions. and that is the fourth time that they have started 0 and 8 in their franchise history. 1942, they went 0 and 11 for the season. God, can you imagine how wonderful an 11 game season would be to cover? Oh, can, can you imagine, imagine me and a Lions fan thinking, oh my God, only three more weeks in the season? <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Uh, 2001, they went 2 and 14. 2008, of course, 0 and 16. So, my question for you is what will, what will the Lions finish at the end of the day? Shout out to Debo for the headline Eagles beat Lions 44 6. Hello, playoffs. <laughs> uh, the Lions are going winless. JJ made that point on HQ on Sunday night. Now, if you look at the schedule, please find me a win. Show me the win. I mean, um, let's see. Lions schedule. There's always a letdown game by someone. Trap game somewhere. They overlook them. Yeah, the Lions thought they were beating the Eagles, and they got absolutely smoked. They got the Bears, Vikings, and Broncos in three consecutive weeks. Okay. I mean, they could beat those teams. So the Bears game is in Detroit. That's going to be minus four and a half. They can beat the Falcons. Falcons is in Atlanta. Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, look, there's no guaranteed win on the schedule. A and classic breach. They play the Packers in week 18. Maybe the Packers <laughs> already clinched the top seed and they're benching everybody. Or the Packers, Packers clinched the number two seed because the you know somebody ran away. With That's it. more likely, I think. Maybe the Cowboys. Or, I mean, or yeah, they're lo- or they're locked into their seed and they don't and they don't play everybody. I, f- I feel like. But here's Matt the thing. Does, yeah, Matt LaFleur definitely does that, right? I would so take 2019. Yeah, I would take most teams backups against the, the Lions. That's the other thing, because then it's just to pick them. I mean, you still got a 50 50 chance, which is this best was, case. This the the mistake here was. Because the 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 in, in terms of trying to handicap and predict this game, it was like, all right, the Eagles aren't very good. They're going to Detroit. The Lions are short dogs, three and a half points. This is where they get their win, heading into the bye, momentum. But the Lions are a t- like a really bad football team with way less talent than a, like most other teams in football, aside from m- maybe the Jets. But the Jets the did Texans. beat the Eagles today, so, and the Texans exactly. So what really should have we thought we the way we should have looked at this game in in hindsight, obviously, is they gave it they put it all out there for the Jared Goff revenge game, multiple fake punts, 
onside kick, everything, unloaded the oh. playbook, and still lost by nine. And they so just they're basically Bengals Ravens last week, and then Bengals Jets this week. It Correct. could be a trap game for the Browns. Exactly. The Browns, the Browns play Bengals and Patriots, then the Lions, and then the week after the Lions, they play the Ravens. I will. I'll be honest with you. The Steelers play the Lions off the Lions by. I am very. That's the game the Steelers. That's concerning for sure. That's a game Pittsburgh is not afraid to lose. I don't know where it is. It may not matter. That's a Mike Tomlin special. It's in Pittsburgh. Oh boy, it's a it's a doo doo burger just waiting to be served up on a on a platter. And who the Steelers play? Do we do we who the Steelers play this week? Uh, yeah, they're playing. Uh, I got him playing. It's team the Bears at home. The Bears on Monday Night Football. Right there we go. That can go any number of ways as well. And the the Steelers are at the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. The following week, yeah, that's so that Lions game. It's a Monday Night Football game at home. That's a big game, even if it's the Bears aren't good. Lions is a very clear trap game. Mike Tomlin special, I feel like. Yeah, nothing breach would love more than back to back losses to the Bears, and then. Um, uh, Debo, anything you want to add on the Eagles here? Not much. Uh, very fun three hours for the first time in a little while. Uh, yeah, never even in question. This is a butt whipping. No, I mean it's it's easy to say. Oh, they should have been look at their success in the run game today they should have been running it all year but it's easy to say that when you're facing the lions but it is a revenge game <laughs> darius slay revenge game absolutely um i was gonna say earlier xavier woods will looks like he he wanted revenge against the cowboys i like i kind of bought into your theory a little like he just seemed like he wanted it but uh yeah darius slay touchdown in this one Jalen Hurts, the the stats won't jump off, but was really impressive as a as a runner today. Um, did everything that you needed to do, even though he was nine of fourteen for one hundred and three yards. Played great, considering it was the Lions. So, Debo, is there it, any? If you're Dan Campbell, is there one anything you can hang your head on and tell the tell the team in the locker room that you feel good about? No, I mean I was. <laughs> this is this has been the Dan Campbell hype podcast, but. I know. You didn't get shut out. That's your that's you hang your head on. Oh gosh, it's you made a really bad decision at the end of the uh, first half to go for it. I'm all about. Yeah, you got you got to put some points on the board there and just get the half. What was he doing? And it was also it was like 18 seconds with no timeout, so you weren't it going was. to convert the touchdown on on fourth and five. So like, just get the points there. That was it was mind boggling to me. That's when I I hit you guys up and I said Dan Campbell stinks. But uh, yeah, this. I, Eagles roster. being aggressive just to be aggressive. Right. Uh, this this that was like that was like like the line from Super Troopers. Desperation is a stinky cologne, and Dan Campbell mm-hmm. smells like it. You know what I mean? Like he 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 needs a win really badly, and yeah, he's running that out wasn't it? Options. Oh, I mean, also, it wasn't like it was like thirty-two to nothing. It was seventeen nothing at that point. So just kick the field goal, make it a two-score game, get yeah, the half, and and then you I mean, look at the conversion. Poured it on. The Detroit Lions conversion chart, 17 nothing is 32 nothing. So he's just <laughs> whatever happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rams. To, unless you get more, Debo, we good? No, schedule sets up the easiest schedule in the league. And oh, with boy. the benefit of, of having uh, another team's top three, top five pick, I'm not rooting for them to lose. And like I've said all along, I think they end up with seven or eight and don't fire their coach. But that's where mm. we're at. Well, David, let me ask you this because we no one has been mentioning the Eagles as a playoff team. What what are your percent well, chances they sneak in? I'll flip it on you. How many wins do you think it takes to get that seven spot? Breach is good at that. What is it, Breach? 
I haven't. Given I would it. say eight's the lowest number that's getting it, but I'd probably say nine and eight. The NFC, no. Um, eight. There's a chance eight and nine gets in. If the Panthers are the current seven seed at four and four, right? That's why you know Eagles eight nine have, eight, eight nine out of the question. Eagles have four division games left. Three of those coming against actually five division games left with two against the Giants, two against Washington. You can chalk Dallas up as a loss unless they're resting people at that point. A game against the Jets, they could they could get to eight. They have mm. nine games left, and only two of them are against a team with a winning record. And I know we already talked about the Vikings, but Three. like you're, we're, t- we're y'all are hyping up the Vikings as the team that's going to steal that seven spot. I'm they not. Still have to play the Packers twice. I'm not hyping on the Vikings. Okay, I sort of thought you were. No, and I'm we, off them. I'm on the Seahawks. Yeah, we all in Ryan's game that he had nobody picked the Vikings. Okay, well, well, I mean, okay, the Vikings are right there as a possible contender. Yes. They so still so have Raven, the Ravens, Chargers, Packers twice at 49ers, Rams, Steelers, Bears twice. And the Bears traditionally have just wrecked Kirk Cousins. So Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, look, the Eagles are not dead. And the other thing about this game, too, where we sort of messed up the handicap is that um, – well, no, there were Jalen, there were rumors about Jalen Hurts being benched. I didn't hear those rumors. I saw Gardner Right? Were there, Debo? It was, like, circulating, like, in, uh, in like – uh, the dark dark web on Eagles Twitter or something. <laughs> I don't know how dark you're getting there, but I don't think oh, there was any serious nature. To oh, it wasn't any serious, of that. but like you know, I, I'm just saying, if he lays an egg and the Eagles lose to the Lions, it's it's full oh, yeah, the, the fire Flacco trade. Yeah, the Flacco trade. Minshew gets bumped. Yeah, up. I think that's what happened. Somebody bit. had speculated that maybe they want to see what Minshew can do right, after exactly. Flacco got traded. Right. No, I mean, you right. give. You give Hurts. I don't care how bad it. You give him the entire season. We're not. We're we're we're, fin- we're gonna wrap this thing up before two two hours. I can't handle. All right. Well, you brought it up. Let's go. Oh, moving along. Rams thirty eight. <laughs> Texans twenty two. Uh, misleading score. But I his, looked his up and he's like, "Oh my nothing. god, they're gonna cover." I thought the, I thought I thought the Texans were gonna cover. I mean, if you had, if you had, I the Rams, had a sixteen and a half, and they did cover. Oh, close to sixteen and a half. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we 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 picked it at. Uh, 14 and a half. 14 and a half or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I bet it, it was oh, no, 38 no. to nothing in the, I think the fourth With quarter. eight and a half minutes left in the game, it was 38 to nothing. Yeah. And, and look, again, I want to stress this. The Rams have done this. is I think it's important for to tuck away for future betting purposes. The Rams have now twice when it was 31 to three against the Giants and 31 to nothing against the Texans kept throwing touchdown passes with their start Matthew Stafford in the game. Like they're not afraid to put their foot on the gas. So that's just something to consider. Cooper Cup is on pace for 133 catches. My God. 1,963 receiving yards and 21 touchdowns. He would be, he is one yard behind the single season record of Calvin Johnson, 1964. You want to say he can't get 2,000? I don't think it's that crazy. Like, Matthew, again, they throw when they're up. Stafford and Cup, like, have this great connection. Cup works underneath. He can go deep. He gets tons of yards after the catch. The Rams are a really good football team, and I would like to stress once again that I hate you, Breach, for somehow f- manipulating me off of the Rams and onto the 49ers. I was in your I, head. Mm-hmm. No, I was just annoyed that you were like trying to steal my bandwagon, so I jumped somewhere else, and I just, just stayed on the Rams because I didn't know you were jumping. True. Well, you fell for it. And then um, I jumped off, too. <laughs> Last time the Rams started 7-1, and 2001, they went to the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner, Dick Vermeil. I think Vermeil, maybe. I don't know if it was... Uh, 2001 was uh, um, Mike March. Mike March, okay. Yeah. My bad, Mr. Ramil. That's right. Mr. Tory Holt. Is that what the... um, yeah, th- th- this 
the Texans are this who is, this is a blatant mismatch. The Texans just don't have they don't have the players. They don't have the firepower. Yeah. And Davis Mills, like he couldn't like last week, he could not move the ball until at the end there where they were just sort of getting lucky um and racking up points when no one was paying attention. So I Tyrod Taylor might come back next week. At this point, it doesn't matter. They're a better football team with Tyrod Taylor, but I don't know what I don't Ooh, know. Oh, look at that. Stafford five to one to an MVP. Ooh. I love I love Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. What we're doing, yeah. I, I don't problem with those guys. Lamar at eighteen to one isn't crazy either. There's a lot of season left, right? We just finished week eight. Um, by the way, Dak and Aaron are a thousand uh, ten to one. Ten to one for Aaron Rodgers, eighteen to one for Lamar, and ten to one for Dak. I, yeah, I would have. If Stafford was ten to one, I'd I'd be interested. But I mean, don't bet. Don't ever bet Derrick Henry to win MVP. I don't think Kyler Murray at five to one. I do not like at all. Mahomes at forty to one is at least intriguing. No. I'm going to make a mistake this week. Tell you that much. Um, anything else in this game? Stafford, if Stafford plays, if Stafford plays 17 games, the Rams are just going right to play. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just think they're, I, I think the Rams are a really good football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I don't think this game changes anything. I think about the Rams. I just, there's five looks, really good teams in the NFC and the Rams are definitely one of them. Two, Seven three, or four. Texans are terrible. All right, let's uh let's get to winners and losers. Winners and losers. Uh who wants to start? Breach or Wilson? Go ahead, Breach, because I'm uh interested to hear what your loser's gonna be. Are we doing winners first or losers? You can do first? winners. I'm just thinking ahead. All right. You know what? I'm gonna be a man and I'm gonna put my homerism aside. And I am gonna say the winner. Is, by the way, this is a very breach of you. To you, you're not you're not being a man. You're not putting your homerism aside. You're preventing me and Wilson from naming mm-hmm. the Bengals as losers by naming the Jets as winners. I respect it. It's smart. Ain't gonna work. It's a very breach thing to do. My winner is Jets quarterback Mike White. He diced up the Bengals defense in his first career start. He went out there, and the Bengals are supposed to be a playoff contender, and he was so good that he became just the second quarterback in NFL history to throw for more than 400 yards in a game. First quarterback in NFL history to throw for more more than 400 yards along with three touchdowns. And he willed that team to a win. If you're the Jets, I don't know how you go back to Zach Wilson. You almost feel like you wasted the pick. What? I I don't know. Okay. I'm let's give Mike White a couple more weeks. He might fall back to earth and actually look horrible in the next few weeks. But for right now, he does not. He looked like a winner on Sunday, and that's because he was. I mean, Breach isn't wrong. If you do all the, the best throws of the year from Zach Wilson and this game today for Mike White, you're going, oh, Mike White clearly is the starter. Zach Wilson is the redshirt freshman who will play in two years. Uh, and that's just whatever reason. That's that's where we're at. Obviously, Zach Wilson's the future for at least this year or next. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's settle down here, guys. No, was, but he... I, they were, were kind of getting blown out, and then... Like the Bengals look, sort of let up at garbage time, and Joe Burrow made a dumb decision. And it, then, ain't a, it ain't a good look for... Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, it's this is way more of a like like the breach thing he did. You actually know, you know, whatever. Uh, who's your winner, Wilson? Um, do I want to take the layup and go with the Steelers? I think I'm gonna go with Chris Boswell, the New Orleans Saints. A little flippity flop there. So the Buccaneers had a chance to create a little more space in the, in that uh, division. They're gonna win the division. I feel like Brinson's a little more nervous about that than I am. But the Saints get to five and two. They're half game back of the Buccaneers. More importantly, they did it with Jameis now going down. They have uh, Taysom Hill coming back. They have Trevor Simeon. They have Princeton Hopes and, and says his prayers tonight. Philip Rivers coming through that door. But even if he doesn't, this team is going to the playoffs. It's just a matter of 
what are your expectations if you're Sean Payton once you get there? This is a huge win. So instead of going to four and three, as I mentioned, they're five and two, uh, and in the catbird seat. My winner is Cooper Rush. First career start. He walks out of the field in Minnesota, which, by the way, has been a really tough place to play for opposing teams, opposing offenses against Mike Zimmer defenses. Zimmer has like his crazy record against the spread at home. Um, you know, the the Cowboys are favored. The line flips. Dax out. It spikes up. Uh, you know, everybody's on the Vikings. Uh, like super sharp play. No, no Dak. Like we got it a great number. And Cooper Rush goes out there and wins the freaking game in really impressive fashion. And I think that does one is awesome. Like I, if you didn't see his dad's reaction to the stands after he won, I mean, like watch it. It's fantastic. Like it's, you know, and like, you know, spends his whole life raising his son. He gets his first start for the Cowboys on the road with a, you know, like America's team. And they're you know, like, like it looked like an elite NFL squad. And he, and he picks up the win. They moved to six and one. They are, I mean, easily going to win this division. It would be shocking unless something, you know, unless I, Obviously, Cooper Rush has to play the rest of the season, and Dak gets is done. But I mean, it's a it's just an awesome scene to see him win that. And for the Cowboys, I think you feel a lot better watching Cooper Rush play about the idea of okay, if if we need Dak to sit and get healthy, knowing that our division is so bad, we have someone who can actually perform at a high level for us. So Cooper Rush, my winner. What about your loser breach? Um, my loser is Tua. What? Not only is what, he the quarterback. Tua Tua Tonga Tonga Valoa. That's one thing. What? You Brady, you never, Brady pointed on Wednesday. I never heard you say. Tyron Mathai, you, uh, you wanted me to botch it so we'd have a new recording? Yeah, yeah. I've much. listened to Wilson say it too much. Yeah. All right. We'll, uh, well look, here's the deal. <laughs> his team has lost seven straight games. He didn't play well enough to win. And not only has his team lost seven straight games, but now he has to spend the next 48 hours wondering if he is going to be the quarterback of this team any longer. Uh, I would say that's a pretty uncomfortable spot to be in. The fact that your coaching staff, uh, although they won't say it publicly, it feels like they've given up on him after only a, a year and a half and like they're ready to kick him the curb. So that makes Tua my loser. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Very uncomfortable spot. Like the back of a, oh, uh, that's a mall restaurant. <laughs> Um, this is pretty. This is a layup breach. You know who my loser is. You see the Bengals? The only. Don't say Kirk Cousins. Oh, Oh, Kirk Cousins! You laid a big fat turd on national television in prime time because you don't. You're the Andy Dalton of Minnesota when it comes to prime time games, and he wasn't the sole reason they lost, but he didn't help. The offensive line didn't play great. Justin Jefferson didn't run through that one ball down the sideline, which is sort of weird. But every other throw felt like it was short or five yards behind the line of scrimmage or a medicine ball. And against a defense that's obviously better than it was a year ago, but still not a lights out defense. And again, you're playing Cooper Rush. You had you had to win that game uh, to get to stack a win, as we like to say, against a Dak Prescott less Cowboys team. You didn't do it at home. Your stadium had more Cowboys fans than Vikings fans. All around doo doo performance, and now you're not going to the playoffs because of it. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Fish is uh, doing a little Halloween run out in uh, Las Vegas, four nights, and they've been doing these like themed evenings. So sticking with the theme, 
Wilson kind of veering off course. It's a Halloween show. Normally, you know, we try to make these winners and losers from separate games so we can lump them all together for the segment that they put out uh, wherever they put it. Uh, Wilson, you know, dives in. I go Cowboys. Wilson dives in on Kirk Cousins, and, that, and that's perfectly fine. But it sets it up nicely because I could point out the very obvious loser in the room. Oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. That's right. The Cincinnati Bengals. Bungles. The Cincinnati Bungles. Just when you think you can trust them, (laughs) you think they can go on the road and beat a bad team, a real bad team with a backup quarterback. Joe Burrow's rolling. Jamar Chase is catching everything, setting records. He's got T. Higgins. It's like fantasy people are all over Higgins. He's going to have a huge game. Air yards, blah, 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 blah. Tyler Boyd said to be great. Joe Mixon going to be awesome. Oh, this defense is elite. And they give up 34 points to the Jets and Mike White. And mm. Breach has the gall to come on here and name Mike White a winner in order to avoid the Bengals losers talk. They're they, like, they're, it was going to be pretty impossible to come up with a worse <laughs> loss this season than the Titans lost to the Jets. And the Bengals said, hold my beer. Because we just got here. Like, you guys have been to the playoffs a bunch. We just got here. We arrived. We're the AFC's number one seed. Yeah, the number one seed in the AFC. Just go beat the Jets and Mike White. And we are putting this division on lock. We're, like, fighting with the Ravens. We're we're trying to, like, maybe get a bye. No. They pooped their pants. They Mm. shanked a field goal dead right like Fat Randy. And they lost it. And they lost to the Jets. It was pathetic. And they're the losers of the week by far. And your little Mike White winner can't erase it, Breach. I'm sorry. You know what's funny? This is the Bengals. This this wasn't even their worst Halloween loss ever. I remember on Halloween in 2013, they lost in overtime on a walk-off safety. There's only been three (laughs) walk-off safeties in NFL history, and one of them happened on Halloween 2013. Was that Andy Dalton and the Dolphins? Uh, Yep. I remember that game. Oh, that was terrible. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Good times. All right. I know. Uh, Wilson, I get crap for you know, ribbon. I, I liked it. I like this Bengals team. So I was, and I had picked the Bengals to cover because I thought the Jets are the backup quarterback. Even did have, they should have covered too, is the thing. And uh, so very disappointing that um, that the Bengals lost. But they are. I mean, I even said on a pick show last week that you shouldn't trust the Bengals as a 10 and a half point yeah, road baby. I didn't think they were going to lose, but then I picked them to cover anyway because. Yeah, it really, it, it was just hard to wrap your mind around. But, like, the game played out correctly. The Bengals are up 11, and they're just going to snuff out the Jets, and then they just somehow won the game. And, and a race, the biggest loser is Survivor. People who picked the Bengals are Survivor. That was a mistake. Mm. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Hit the like button. Uh, we didn't get there for the free T-shirt. Maybe next All right. Time. I did change it to multiple children costumes, but. It'll carry over. We're still going to wear the shirt at some point. T-shirt coming. Uh, so uh, we'll do the Monday night show. Come to hey, if you're watching now, come Monday night. We will have a uh, we'll have a stream after the Monday night football game. And then what about Tuesday, Brinson? What do we got Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday trade deadline live show, three thirty p.m. I don't know who's on it, but I'm sure it'll be amazing. You're Before looking that, at the crew. Oh, it's us. Sorry, cool. Before that. Tuesday at what time, Dave? At one? Oh, Tuesday at one o'clock. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. One o'clock. Wilson's mock draft show. Multiple live shows on YouTube on Tuesday. A lot of Ryan Wilson. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope you like Ryan Wilson. He's up in your face. Yeah. If I'm not getting paid by episode, I'll just say that. If we're getting paid by episode, I would have retired already. I know, right? 
All right, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you're not, if you're listening to the show in audio, go and hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel and hook your boys up. Talk to you guys later. Happy Halloween. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.